In a world where people actually watch the stuff their friends recommend, this is I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine. Algebra, alchemy, alcohol. It derives from an Arabic noun combined with the Arabic article al before it. The origin of our Italian albicocca is albarcuk. It's amazing that today in Israel and many Arab countries the fruit's referred to by a totally different name. Mishmish. I may have to disagree with you there, Professor. Huh? I'm going to talk etymology, so just bear with me a second. Um, you're right in the case of most Latin words do find their origins in Greek words. However, in the case of apricot, it's a little bit more of a complicated journey. Ah, how so? Uh, well, here the Greek actually takes over from the Latin. Latin word being precocum or precoquere, so to precook or pre-ripen, as you know, uh, to be precocious or premature. And the Byzantines, to go on, then borrowed precox, which became precocia, which then became berecoki, which is how the Arabs got albarcuk. It's courtesy of philology 101. Flying colors. Not to be precocious or premature, but uh, I find that scene to be most magniloquent, which means lofty and extravagant speech, or to be speaking pompously, bombastic, if you will. I'm gonna talk etymology, so just bear with me for a second. The word magniloquent uh, dates back to 1650s, a uh, back formation from magniloquence, or else from the Latin magniloquentia, lofty style of language. From magniloquus, pompous and talk, vaunting, boastful. As from combining form of magnus, which means great, from the high root, meg, great. Loquus speaking from loquai, to speak. Okay, I just wanted to be magniloquent too. Hopefully I pass with flying colors. Greetings, lookers! Welcome to this edition of I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine, the podcast that's one part movie discussion, one part game show where we never know what we're watching next. I'll be your host, Ben Mitchell, and you can find me on Twitter and most social media with the handle at RedHenMedia1. Look for that red hen icon. And welcome, welcome to the third episode of Series 11. That's right, our podcast goes up to 11. Now, there will be five episodes in this series, and the series theme is Movies Important for Our Times, for which we've all secretly submitted one movie. Now, we all guess who submitted what movie in our Who Done It segment, and at the end of the series, the winner is awarded a Who Done trophy, along with a bonus prize. This series prize is a $25 gift card and a choose-your-own-adventure tabletop game 
House of Danger, which is a cooperative adventure game based on the popular Choose Your Own Adventure book series, which you may remember from childhood if you're of a certain age, and I am. Now, I bought a bunch of these books at my grade school book fair over the years, so I expect tons of nostalgic greatness when I inevitably win the series and subsequently force my friends to play. But that's not all, because you are the X Factor. Yes, there's also an audience choice selection somewhere in the mix. Please go to redhenmedia.com slash audience choice, submit your pick, and we may watch and discuss your movie on the show. Again, that's redhenmedia.com slash audience choice. Now, today we'll be discussing Call Me By Your Name 2017, which is a drama romance feature film currently streaming on Netflix. And we'd like to welcome you to this very special episode. I'm so happy to be doing a show about Call Me By Your Name. If for no other reason, then it means I can call people by the wrong names on accident or on purpose and make a cheap joke to cover my tracks. Speaking of names. There they are. I'm here with my distinguished co-hosts who are likely living like kings in an Italian villa that feels more like a Euro Disney creation than a real town. Uh, so I'd better join their pretentious retreat before they drink all the apricot juice. Ciao, gang. Ciao. Hey. <laughs> Don't get too excited, Jordan. Yeah, so really. with us today, the provocative one, Mr. Ben Mitchell. AKA Devin Schwartz. <laughs> the game is on. <laughs> the name I, game is I, on. I get what we're doing. I get the bit. Uh oh. Okay. All right. Well, see, let's see where I'm going with this, huh? Okay. My good friend, the incendiary Ben Mitchell, AKA James Pepe. Oh, man. It's me, James. <laughs> and uh, if you're the, like, if you're the, the curator of a family fortune based on baking soda, don't name your kid after. <laughs> I have so many questions because that can't be his real name, right? Is that his real name? Did you look I, it up or did you just uh, write the joke? No, no, I think that's his real name. And I think he's really named after Arm and Hammer baking soda because that's how his family made his, their fortune, I think. I think several men wow. in his family have that name. Is that how they named the product? Then. Which which, which, oh, which was know. first, the chicken or the egg? That's what I want to know. The army or the hammer? If you know, yeah. write to us. Yeah. Write to us and let us know. Otherwise, we'll Google after the show. Uh, okay, who is left? Uh, the irrepressible gentleman, Ben Mitchell, a.k.a. Jim Scott, will not be joining us due to a scheduling conflict, so not hiya, Jim. But thankfully, we do have joining us the Enigma, handsome Ben Mitchell, a.k.a. Jordan Alums. Uh, albums thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. glad to be here again you're very welcome glad to have you did i get your name right the second time i have to make that joke again <laughs> uh, yep yeah, you it's did. alums right okay yep. good yeah from all the, right from the arabic you know there we go uh-oh now pepe's uh, gonna do know, this bit the, the latin ums i'm afraid i'm gonna have to disagree with you there pepe Oh no, you fell. <laughs> I'm correct. That's right. The, the journey is a little more complicated than that, you see. Yeah. All right, all right. I've thus fulfilled my contractual obligation to call everyone by my own name. 
and uh, make the most obvious joke possible. So let's start by checking today's headlines. Extra, 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 read all about it. Okay, let's start with Mr. Devin Schwartz. Did you find anything interesting in the news today? Yeah, I I found a few articles relating to this film, but uh, the one I picked out, I think, is the headline to a review. I don't know. I only read articles. I don't read. I mean, I only read headlines. I don't read articles. Um, (laughs) But uh, it was Netflix addresses doubt as to their range of available films by proving they, too, can stream boring foreign films. (laughs) Scaling. See, we're not going to be left behind on this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we already know it's not his movie, so... <laughs> it's not all sci-fi coming-of-age uh, movies on Netflix. They got boring foreign movies, too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they, they don't want to be left behind that trend. Okay, uh, thank you for that. And <laughs> James... But how do you really... Yeah. That's, that's, you stole my yeah. bit. We'll get to it. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> no, all right. No, no, no. No, I wanted to see. I wanted to see how scathing your headline was. Dude, I was telling Devin before this that fucking writing a headline for this was just like navigating a minefield. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is I found a, I found a snippet of an article um, uh, with an interview with an interview with Army Hammer, and so <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it says when asked about his co-star Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer said he was a snack. I could just eat them up. <laughs> Little did we know. Also, yeah. this whole episode is navigating a minefield. So yeah. I'm right after, there with you. After uh, after Timothy Chalamet uh, uh, heard that, the camera cut to him and he went like this. Ooh. Pulled his car. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he, right. He doesn't seem like he's got enough meat on his bones. Yeah, right. He's all gaming. Yeah. 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 He's real senior. <laughs> you don't want to eat me. <laughs> yeah. When uh when Army Hammer asked him on set if he wanted to get baked, he meant it in a whole different way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, I got a million of them. All right. Jordan Allens. I gotta get that in my head. Okay, so this Do one you is... have yeah. yeah, what do you got for us? This one is from the Epoch Times. It's a pretty far right newspaper. Uh, the headline reads, a beautiful shirtless destination movie that makes one yearn to be true to themselves. In fact, Huddy, I'm leaving you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. Brave, brave. Such a, <laughs> for such a publication. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yet apt from what yeah. we know about right-wing people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're it comes up a lot. Gay. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's weird. It's Eventually a thing. I didn't make not, it up. Not it's always gay. it's always a thing. That's right. Yep. All right. So thank you for those lovely headlines. Mine first minefield navigated. Let's move on yeah, to our second minefield. And a little segment I like to call the rundown. We started on that rundown yet? Oh, this is just something I'm taking a break with. Oh, all right, we'll get back to the rundown uh, right now. Okay, great. Hey, you know what? Do you have a rundown that I could take a look at just so I know what type of rundown you're looking for? Just keep it simple. Keeping it simple, that's what yeah. I'm doing. But I am working hard on this one, real hard. You're so. working hard on this? 
No, not not too hard. Not harder than I should. Right. I mean, why work harder than you should? <laughs> no, I. Who who hasn't had a a boss like that at some point in their life? <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Speaking of who, our boss Charles Miner just demanded a rundown and. Jim from the office just handed the dossier to our very own Jordan Alum. So let's see what Jordan has for us on Call Me By Your Name. Take it away, Jordan. All right, so this uh, ro uh, drama romance came out in 2017. Uh, the synopsis is uh, an, in, a 19, in the 1980s Italy, uh, romance blossoms between a 17-year-old student and the older man hired by his father's research assistant, hired to be his research assistant. Uh, this was directed by Luca Guadagnino, uh, and it was written, the screenplay was written by James Ivory, and it was based on a novel by Andre Asimen, Akiman, sorry if I'm butchering that name. It stars Timothy Chalamet, Army Hammer, and Michael Stahlberg. Uh, it won a, quite a few awards, uh, and it was nominated for even more. It won 97 different awards. And it was nominated for 261 total. But some okay, I'm not ringing up 97 times, but I'll give it one <laughs> ring up to. Okay, that, that represents 97 awards won. Uh, some of its best accolades include uh, winning the Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay, uh, as oh. well as winning the uh, 2018 Film Independent for Best Cinematography and Best Male Lead for Timothy Chalamet. And some interesting facts, uh, Timothy Chalamet, he actually learned Italian, learned to speak Italian and play the classical piano for the pieces used in the film. And that's why Hollywood loves that guy. He's a worker. Mm -hmm. He's also the, the, what is it, the Quizette's Hadarach? Oh, from Dune? No. <laughs> yeah, right. from, no, yeah. from real life. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. I mean, he would be the best <laughs> choice for the movie if he's the real thing in real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, he, this, you see, he started out in this movie real skinny, and he's just slowly turning into a giant sandworm. <laughs> Is that what that's? Over okay. the course of his yeah. life, yeah. Oh, spoiler for it people does who make don't a, know those books. Does have a certain kind of logic to it. Yeah. And way to pronounce that uh, name. I'm not even going to try. Quizach Hotterot thing. <laughs> yeah, something well like that. Uh, let's do a little trivia, a little trivia questions about the movie. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, so I figured we could answer some trivia questions about the movie, about things that happened in the movie, stuff like that. So stuff mm, from good. the movie. Okay, yeah. cool. Stuff from the movie. I'm not going to know any of this, so we ring once in. again, I'm, <laughs> I'm not a bit deaf. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We, I, yes. Uh, so, I always want to do the ring in and and use the lower thirds if possible in games. So yeah, we should. All right. Let me finish reading the question and then the uh, possible answers, and then you guys can ring. Sweet. Excellent. Let's do it. All right. So the film opens with the arrival of Oliver. Um, what does Elio have to give up for Oliver's benefit during the duration of his stay? Is it? A. I didn't know there was a 
uh, multiple choice. Jeopardy rules. Devin wasn't seven, listening seven to the instructions. <laughs> he never said the word multiple <laughs> yeah. choice. Oh, good. I mean, do we want? I mean, yeah, do, you, do. Would you guys rather do answer it yourselves, or do you want to do multiple choice? Multiple choice might be too easy. I mean, clearly, I'm fine with not doing multiple choice. But... All right, we'll do we'll do not multiple choice. All right. Can I can I answer since I both? <laughs> Well, I have to be yeah, let's just now. start the question right, over right, here. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, read the question. So the film opens with the arrival of Oliver. Um, what does Ellie have to give up for Oliver's benefit for the duration of his stay? Devin. His room. And bed. Yep. You got it. His room and bed, is that what you said? Yeah. Technically, so, the answer is one his... Technically, the answer is his bedroom, but I will give it to you, Devin. <laughs> his room. I just said it the wrong way. His bed and his room. His room, room and his bed is it. <laughs> what does uh, Oliver tend to say when he takes his leave? Pepe. Later. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. He just goes whoop, 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 and scuttles away. <laughs> All of these are correct answers. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I laugh. Uh, so El Elio and Oliver exchange some intele intellectual flirtation when Elio plays uh, Bach cantata and then taunts Oliver by changing the song slightly each time when he plays it again. Uh, which two musical instruments does Elio play in this exchange? Uh, I saw Pepe's first. Yeah, uh, I think it's, well, I think it's piano and guitar. That's correct. Yeah. Well done. I watched this movie, guys. <laughs> so I remember Pepe's what up. happened to it. Yep. I got Pepe's two. two by one point, Devin has one, and I have zilch. As expected. <laughs> so when the summer comes to an end and Elio returns to the villa and he has a father-son talk with Professor Perlman, um, how can one sum up Perlman's advice to Elio? Ben. I would sum it up by saying that he should just be grateful for their friendship that they enjoyed. Somehow I feel no. that's wrong. <laughs> uh, it's wrong, fortunately. That means you have a guess? You look like you tried to find it. Uh, you know, I was just going to say, like, um, I was going to say, like, uh, just like, it's sort of like, li like, live your one life, kind of. I, that's sort of what I remember that talk was about. Like, he, or he was that his dad was okay with it and that he should just do what he wants. I would say that is part of it, but not the correct answer. Not what he's looking for, huh? Okay. Jeez, this what do you got, got Devin? a lot harder all of this. <laughs> I was looking for harder. Uh, Devin, do you have anything for uh, this one? Man, I'm trying to remember. It has been a week since I watched the movie. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. She's damn second you out. Pepe's got Pepe's taking another crack at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what I kind of remember a combination of what Ben and Pepe said, it was sort of like be happy for the experience you had because it's like, more than he got, basically, the more than the dad got. Um, that's that's the best. You guys are really close, but you're missing. Oh, he also said, uh, like, 
he also said that he like almost had a fling with a with a, another guy once, and that he it, like he was I don't know like didn't did, like stopped himself for some reason. Yeah. The answer to this particular question is don't stifle the pain you feel. Mm. Oh. It's very important that. Oh yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're right, Jordan. I'll get. I'll yeah, give that if one. If only too. I remember that in real life. He did. He did <laughs> yeah, say fine. like. He did say like. Keep stifling be, my pain. He did say like be yourself, but he also said to like accept the pain, you know, yeah. and, and live with it, and mm-hmm. just don't like just throw it away because it was, you know, it's part of the experience. Just stoic, yeah. right, Pepe? Uh, I'm not sure a Stoic would say would say that, but I don't know. Maybe you might know better than I do. I, I don't know a lot about the Stoic. Yeah, I think Stoics love stifling their pain. I think that's their whole thing. If they fucking no, no, they just accept it. They we'll, accept do a, we'll do a couple more. Right now, we got Pepe in the lead. With two. Devin with one. Ben with zero. Well, Jordan, you got that one answer correct too. The one, the last one. You got that one. Wait, you one more? Yeah. No, yeah. but he he just got it right. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get he doesn't get any points. All right, let's see if you guys can answer this. I mean, I was skeptical about what the answer was, but when he read it, I realized he was correct. I yes, Eli- exactly. Elio's mother reads from the German text of a 16th century French romance to her husband and son. Um, the extract tells of a young knight who is smitten, smitten with a princess, but who doesn't know how to express his feelings for her. What question does the knight ask the princess? It's, it's something like uh, shoot it's like something something or should i die uh so close yeah shit uh okay should i stay or should i go now should i yeah, <laughs> right yeah. um said i don't remember the first part of it it's like something like should i should i tell you how i feel or should i die should I say I, that I I'm, gonna, should I I'm gonna give it to you because the correct answer is is it better to speak or to die? Yeah, yeah. there it is. I'm gonna give that one. Because if he speaks, there. if he speaks, there would be trouble. But if he dies, it would be double. It would be yeah. So princess, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Spanish part? That song, Ben. Go now. <laughs> do. <laughs> Start tap dancing. <laughs> um, what does Elio notice Oliver wearing around his neck that points to his, their shared heritage? Pepe. Ooh. It's like Devin's like not even playing. <laughs> it's like Devin's not even playing. I, my mom walked in and completely distracted me right in the middle. Yeah, my mom. Uh, oh, she's, oh, I'm not going to do that. That happens on Jeopardy a lot, too. So. Pepe gets zero points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm keeping, I'm keeping track of the points up here. Too. Yeah, right, well, I don't know, like one or what? two or something. There, there's no way anyone else can catch up, so that pays the winner. Yay. Well, we accumulate points. I mean, he could... We accumulate points. points. It's, it's season wide. Yeah. He wins. Yeah, but I'm the yeah. <laughs> guys. Jordan has spoken. I'm the winner. <laughs> he got that one question right, and he's correct about me winning. <laughs> so that's it. No more questions. I don't get to get on the board. Ask me an easy one. All right, give him a, give him a softball. <laughs> Let's see if you get this one, Ben. Um, okay, at the end fine. of the movie, Oliver phones uh, phones nope. the Perlmans. <laughs> what news does he have to share? <laughs> Oh, that's an easy one. Yes. That he's getting married. There you go. Yeah. Then gets the point. Woohoo! All right. 
Leo's so jealous. I, I got one for you. There's a point in the movie where one of the characters asked the other to call him by his this. <laughs> oh, man. Call him by his favorite fruit. Surname. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, so close. <laughs> Because of, because of that one <laughs> that one freebie, uh, Pepe menu are not tied at some point. You have a, oh, I wow. would say, okay. a enormous lead in front of everyone else who's tied whoa, it whoa. too. What was the free? What, what was the freebie? The, the one, the question you just asked you, the one that you asked that only you can answer. Call me by my surname, or oh. no, the, oh, no, the, the American American phone anyone could have answered that. Yeah. No, you said Ben. Answer this question. Hey, look, <laughs> he said the, I had to dig deep to come up with that. That was not easy for me. <laughs> We're getting points on a curve now, so. <laughs> you just like my students. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Pepe. Come on, please. professor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the end of my game. Right. Thanks for uh thanks for playing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks for hosting your hire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, that was I like how the questions were like super easy and then just got really deep and <laughs> difficult <laughs> as the game progressed. I didn't see that just... coming, and that was a nice twist. Yeah, they started just being like real factual, and then they hit, he hit us with a hard hitting like uh, like interpretive question. Yeah, I thought you guys were smart guys. All right. Oh well, there's your well, first mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that excellent rundown and rundown recreation, Mr. Jordan. And so, yes, indeed, I am very welcome and welcoming. <laughs> But I want to get some points on my on the board here for who done it. So let's do who done it, and hopefully I will guess right and uh, win the series. Ultimately, that is the goal. Who done it? We've reached the segment where we guess and reveal. Who is responsible for this week's submission? Winner with the most correct guesses at the end of the series will win a Who Dundee Award. And our current suspects include myself, Devin Schwartz, Pepe, and Jordan, because I'm calling me by your names. Oh, uh, yeah, myself, Ben Mitchell. Okay, I'll be less confusing. Jim <laughs> Scott and Audience Choice. So the Previous winner uh, guesses first, which is Devin, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Devin, who do you think done it between myself, Jim Scott, and Audience Choice? Yeah, this is a toughie. Uh, even with a 33% chance, I feel that I have fairly low odds of uh, getting it right. But um, I don't, given that this was Jim's category... Uh, I, I feel strongly that he would not have uh, invented this entire category to submit this movie. Um, and I originally was going to go with you, Ben, when I thought this was a Netflix original film. But then uh, upon learning it's not, I, I feel it's less likely because I know you watch a lot of Netflix movies. And uh, so I guess that leaves the audience. Uh, I'm going to go with audience choice. Audience choice it is. OK, so here's my reasoning. I'm going to guess Jim because I've guessed him. Every other time, and every other time it's been wrong. So I'm just going to keep going with that until it is actually Jim's movie. So that's my guess. Locked in. Final answer. <laughs> James Pepe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's my method. Uh, it's called the Jim Scott method because I'm calling him <laughs> by my name or something. <laughs> 
Something. Like <laughs> now I'm confused. I don't even know. All right, <laughs> James Pepe, who done it? Man, this is hard. I was sure it was Jim's movie. Um, for obvious reasons, I guess. <laughs> Uh, until I thought about it for like a second. I was like, Jim would never submit this movie. <laughs> um, so, geez. So it's either between Ben or... But this is, I don't know, this isn't... Ben likes like late 90s, early aughts kind of movies too. Or like, yeah. Exclusively. Yeah, I never, I never stray from that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna guess Ben. You guessed you guessed Jim and Devin. You guessed audience. Audience. Okay, well, audience I'm gonna choice. I'm gonna yeah. guess Ben then. I think this might ben. be audience choice, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play the I'm gonna Price play my right. odds. Yeah, <laughs> Price is right, man. yeah, okay. one dollar, right. one dollar, <laughs> Ben. Um, All right. <laughs> one cent. I like I like how we cent. have odd methods for this. Might one. be worth less than yeah. a dollar. <laughs> Yeah, I think this might be Great. an audience choice, but I'm going to guess Ben for the for the gamesmanship. All right, gamesmanship it is. And how about you, Jordan? Who do you think done it? Uh, I'm gonna, I uh, forgot about Jordan. Son of a bitch. Well, he's not. Allowed. Don't choose Ben. Don't choose <laughs> Ben, Jordan. Um, I'm going to go with the obvious choice, which is also like the most controversial choice. Apparently, I'm going to go with Jim Scott. Yeah. Um. Good for obvious reasons uh, i feel jim like hate this movie that's my that's my hot take i think jim would fucking hate this movie i think you'd give it a d i first yeah it's really hard it could be it could be ben i don't think it's audience um i don't think it's audience it could be ben well, though it could be anybody yeah. yeah yeah but i'm gonna go with jim um i mean if i'm wrong i'm wrong if i'm right oh fuck you Devin. <laughs> <laughs> you know this will this will be okay. interesting it'll be interesting if this is jim's movie right because we're all sort of so jim jim is well i think this isn't weird to say he's right? mentioned it on the show yes he is gay yeah, okay yeah so jim's gay so this it wouldn't be it would be understandable for jim, jim to choose a movie like this because i think well this is i mean as far as i know this is sort of the only movie in maybe the last 10 years that's had like a homosexual relationship like front and center and has been like widely seen. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it just doesn't fit into Jim's like movie niche. Right. <laughs> right. Like there are yeah. no dicks chopped off in this movie or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. I'm interested to find out who's this. Is. Okay. So I am assuming that Jim has not texted you as of yet, Devin. No. Otherwise, you would have mentioned that. Okay. So, uh, since we can't ask the audience, and Pepe, you guessed me, I will answer yeah. first and let you know whether or not the movie was mine. And as it so turns out, this movie was not chosen by me. Mm. No. So, oh, it's down to audience choice or Jim. So the way we're going to figure this out, since Jim hasn't gotten back to us, is my wife is in charge of the audience choice selection so that I'm kept in the dark about it. I am going to mute my mic and shout out to her <laughs> whether or not this is the audience choice movie and uh, I'll let you guys know whether or not it's the audience choice. And then by process of elimination, 
or finding out that it's audience choice, we're going to find out uh, whose movie it was. So give me one second. Honey! My wife. (laughs) (laughs) Was it audience choice? No. Oh, God damn it. So by process of elimination, it was indeed Jim's choice. So I got a bone to pick with that game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe he'll get back during the show like he did last time. I was going to say, we internally Um, changed this category from something else to this. And I assumed he would pick a movie that fits the other category. And this movie, ab- like, completely does not. Sort of did, too, yeah. Devin, your argument was too strong. You maybe. <laughs> maybe that was his gamesmanship. Maybe that was maybe, his maybe. whole plot from the beginning of choosing chess. this category. Yeah. Oh, right? man. Oh, so man. Many. We keep adding a, got so a many Ds. Of just Ds. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. For, okay, so. Will everyone... I thought we were talking about bra sizes, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that how that works? You just keep adding D's after you hit D. I don't know know how that stuff works. (laughs) I don't know these things. It's beyond mortal can. That's like, I don't know. (laughs) That's right. Nobody can know. (laughs) All right. So all co-hosts, make sure your scores are accurate, please. I will be accurate. Added phenomenal. Jordan has I'm two on the points board. now. I, yep. I guess last week. You guess me? Oh shit! Yeah, fire. So <laughs> that means that Jordan Allums is in the lead overall for this series. Well done, Jordan. Shouldn't have invited me. But, <laughs> I know it's the last time. This, this will in here. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully next week uh, you'll somehow guess wrong. That would be nice. So that we you guys, should... you guys have been living together too long. I'm an outsider. I've got fresh eyes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, maybe it may come down to that. None of us we'll wanted to go for like the easy. Oh, this is so unlike every movie that Jim has ever submitted. Yeah, I'm literally looking at the list. The only one it's like is is uh, uh, Talented Mr. Ripley, and that would only be similar yes. if if there was okay, a murder in yeah. this, which there isn't. That's why it was obvious it was his because he didn't think you guys would guess. Telling you, gamesmanship. Yeah, in hindsight, it seems obvious now. I guess. Okay, well, uh, Jim, uh, yeah, he actually does have some splaining to do. So I'll definitely do that sound drop, which will lead us into our uh, open discussion. So since Jim isn't here, uh, we'll wait to hear back from him. And uh, if he doesn't respond during the recording of the show, we'll all follow up uh, with him after uh, maybe Monday or something when he's DMing Pathfinder. Hey, he's got a lot of pieces to deliver. Yeah, the pieces ain't going to deliver themselves. No, he's busy managing all the Domino's pizzas. Corporate stuff, <laughs> or just one? I'm not sure. I haven't asked. I assumed it was all of them. Uh, so he's making the big bucks doing that uh, in tips too. So those guys make a ton of tips, as is my understanding. I wouldn't know. Yeah, right. I'm just not. I'm not a blue collar guy. I don't know how uh, that works. Do his tip money every day. I'm sure. That's right. 
That's right. I'm out of touch. That's my point. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's let's, dis let's discuss this movie. That's right. That's right. Discussing etymology over apricot juice. Yeah. Man, so there's something so bougie about apricot juice, isn't there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Everything. This whole movie was so bougie. Come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's 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 figure this out. Um, who's seen it? Let's just start off with that, and then we'll do the twenty thousand feet. So I had actually seen this um, on streaming. I didn't watch it in the theater or anything. A uh, year or so after it came out, after one of my professors wouldn't shut up about this movie, and <laughs> I finally got around to watching it. And I don't even remember if I liked it or not at the time, um, but I had seen it before. I barely remembered anything about it. I remembered I really liked the cinematography and the kind of like Euro Disney feel of this Italian town that they're in. Um, but uh, on this watch, I was kind of so-so on it. Uh, I liked the the filmmakery aspects, but I also really was off. I found just the, as Pepe put it, the bougie, uh, pretentious kind of lifestyle they were living. I felt was like super off-putting, and I just couldn't relate to it. Um, but I did relate to having my heart broken, which may be a universal human experience. I'm not sure. So that's my twenty thousand feet. Um, I will let's under while we discuss it. We'll I'll kind of like hone in on a on a final grade as we kind of like proceed through the discussion and figure it out so Devin, had you seen this before and what's your twenty thousand feet uh, i had not seen it i don't think i'd even heard of it outside of you know, love nas x's song by the same name um but uh i man i'm i'm kind of glad that jim isn't here because i really didn't like it and i feel like i've had that reaction to a lot of jim's movies and uh i i hate i hate disappointing that guy <laughs> i hate seeing his face when i when i, I know i love jim so. yeah um, i get that i will say just as a caveat before i talk a bunch of shit about this movie i will just remind new listeners that i, I am pansexual my homophobia comes from a place of you know being part of the community <laughs> <laughs> but uh no i think if you remove <laughs> If you remove the fact that the central couple is gay, this movie, there's nothing left in this movie at all. It's like it, the novelty of them being gay is 100% of the movie. And after that, it's like just a milk toast, watered down romance story with literally zero conflict. There's no conflict in this film. It's just a smooth experience. It's like, like a hint of internal conflicts with Elio, or internal conflict with Elio, because he kind of like is self-hating, you know, he kind of hates himself and, and doesn't want to admit to, to who he is but other than that and, and even that's like a glancing blow it's like he kind of has this internal struggle and then it's like just kind of smoothed over and yeah I, the whole thing was just like i wanted to go to sleep <laughs> that's yeah so i have things to say about everything you just said so we'll we'll probably come back to that pretty soon um it, yeah um i also want to say that i really didn't want to watch this movie again not that i didn't remember much about it but i just didn't want to watch it i just had this like instinct that i just sometimes i'm like super stoked to go watch a movie you know for the show and uh, and then every once in a while it'll feel like homework and sometimes it's surprising i'll sit down and watch a movie and like really like react positively towards it and be like oh i'm really glad i watched that but this one i was just kind of like lukewarm at best but pepe had you seen this before and what's your 20,000 feet? I, uh, I hadn't seen this before, but I knew of it. Um, 
yeah, so I hadn't seen it before. I I had I knew of it because it made a little bit of a a hubbub. There was hubbub about it when it came there out. There was so much hubbub, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, Timothy Chalamet's character is seventeen, and Arby oh, controversy. Okay, yeah, and uh, well, I mean, there's, I'm talking about there's there was... more than one reason, I suppose. But I thought people people were annoying. Oh, okay. I I was annoyed by the positive hubbub about this, or, or the the talk that I kept hearing about it. I kept hearing how great it was. Again, ad nauseum. I'll say that. So when you talk, when you're saying hubbub, you mean like there was controversy about it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the thing that I knew about this movie was that there, that right. Like it was a um, a gay love story between two men, one of whom was underage, or like you know. I mean, you know, under age, yeah, uh, te- technically seventeen under or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Even though I'll just say that the actor himself was like probably twenty or twenty-one when it was filmed, who was playing a seventeen-year-old. But Army Hammer, I think, was some well into his thirties when he was playing a twenty, supposedly twenty-four-year-old character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I believe yeah. it. Okay, all of this stuff we'll get back. Yeah, exactly. Which is another problem I had with this movie, but we'll get back to that. Jordan, had you seen the movie before, and what's your 20,000 feet on Call um, me by your name. I had not seen this movie before. I had heard of it. Um, I didn't know what it was about necessarily, but beyond it being like a gay romance movie, I didn't know like the setting. I didn't know like what the whole situation was. Um, I thought it was a beautiful movie in terms of like the, the music, the, uh, the cinematography was really nice. Um, it was pretty boring (laughs) um there wasn't much going on like devin said there was no conflict nobody was like in the way of their relationship beyond them themselves i would say there was only a little bit of conflict with him and the uh the girl that was like right that was like kind of the only conflict and it wasn't really a conflict because he was just kind of like oh sorry i'm not really into you and that was it um i thought like the eight I didn't know how old they were supposed to be when I watched it. I knew he, I knew Elio was supposed to be 17. I didn't know how old Oliver was supposed to be because Army Hammer is like like 30 something years old. So I, he like, looks like he's 40 in this movie. Yeah. So and that they, part they weirdly don't talk about his age. Like they never oh, really yeah. they don't. So I thought like he was having a relationship with, like with a grown ass man. It's a little it, it's a little different when it's between like 17 and 24 compared to like 17 and 36. You know, but also mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. RB Hammer does not look like a 24 year old. If they had a guy who was looked closer to age as Timothy Chalamet, you know, maybe it wouldn't be mm-hmm. been as icky, kind of. Oh, yeah, to some people, miscast in my and, opinion. Yeah, it's also miscast. like the, the time period and the setting, like 1980s, uh, Italy, you know, European values are different than American values, so maybe that, that kind of right. relationship's okay. Because apparently the parents were cool with it. <laughs> I did. I did look up the age of consent uh, over there, and it's like fourteen or something. Um, mm-hmm. But nice. yeah, that doesn't just the yeah just for the show. Um, but the the um, I, yeah, I felt the same way you did. It was miscast. If he was supposed to be playing a twenty-four year old, I I didn't buy it, and it just was there was a creep factor to it. And that's yeah. outside of the cannibalism factor that yeah. none of us knew about when this, when this like, came out. I guess you could say the whole like 
point, that point of conflict was just the secrecy. But then in the end, you discover that the parents knew anyway. So I was like, what was the point of the secrecy? It didn't even matter. It didn't come. It didn't matter at all. Yeah. And added to the weirdness is just that yeah, they just don't mention is like it would have been weird if he's like, hello, I am, you know, I am, I am Oliver. I am 24 years old. But like they could, they have, could least, have introduced it in some way. Well, I was going to say mention the exact like grade that he is in in school because we know he's a student of the dad in some way like either was or he's is. A, he was a doctoral candidate. Yeah. So if they just said like explicitly been like, you know, like th- that would at least put a, a range of ages he could be or like, you know, I'm an undergrad. Like that's there's a couple of years you could be where you would be an undergrad uh, or a doctoral a couple, candidate. A couple more things for I and my part. Um, it was hard mm-hmm. to relate to a lot of the movie. Not not necessarily the the, the gay relationship, just like the, the pretentiousness and like they're like they felt like yes. so far away from the real world. Um, you know, I, I've never been to a, I never, I've never summered before, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah um, right. Exactly. Rich people problems. Yeah. The only thing I can relate to, which was, aren't really problems. <laughs> the only thing I can relate to is the secrecy part of uh, them sneaking around. I've done that before with a coworker. Um, so I, 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 I so I know <laughs> okay. what that's kind of right. Like. Now we're getting somewhere. Um, okay. I remember that. Do girl. tell. I remember I could relate to the part of like them sneaking up to that, uh, that's that place they went to with the with the mattress. I can relate to that. <laughs> oh um, yeah, yeah. Well, Jesus is such a weak in details here. <laughs> you saying you had sex with a peach? Is that what you're saying? Well, it wasn't a peach. <laughs> no. Oh no, but like you know, I've been not. It was a girl. Oh, yes, it, it was. Um, wow, Jordan. Our that's why boy. he's handsome, Jordan alums. <laughs> that's true. Alums. Damn it, I'm yeah. never gonna get that right. Sorry, but, you, know, you, you know, typically in, in, in any relationship, you do that. You do that kind of stuff. That's your significant other. You do lots. Of, you try to do exciting things. Stuff with so, peaches. Stuff with peaches. Stuff yeah. with peaches. So I can relate to that. I just couldn't relate. <laughs> Millions to, of peaches. <laughs> I couldn't relate to the lifestyle uh, of like the of the kids. Yeah, come on. So I don't think anyone could. <laughs> I don't know. You live in Sebastopol. That's pretty ritzy out there. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> Not Parts, like of that. Are. Parts of it are pretty hippie. So let me let me throw this out there. I feel like whenever a movie it has something to do with um, uh, any kind of like minority group that critics don't are never going to tell you what they really think about it. And they're and you usually that's when you usually see movies that get that hundred percent rating. No one's going to be the one that says they don't like the movie that's like a gay romance or this or that that's that has to do with a minority. You have to look at the audience score for things. Did we did we get the audience score for that? Uh, no, let me read those real quick. Oh, yeah. yeah, what yeah. Was the Let, let's find that out. So uh, I, IMDb, I do want to know. IMDb gave it a 7.8 out of 10. That's pretty high. Really good. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes seems to be uh, it's 94 for critics. 86 for audience so both pretty yeah. high and uh metacritic we got 94 from critics and 7.9 from users so, cinema, so by those scores i would assume that i was watching a much better movie than this yeah. I, I don't know I, what what was going on at the time in 2017 this is pre-covid I, I don't know feels like another world another time what well, what the I mean, hell well, listen to this like so well just you know, like I'm looking at the Rotten Tomatoes page, and I just scrolled down a little bit, and so they have okay, Roma you, listed. Pepe. They have Roma listed here too. So Which Roma, Roma got a 96 percent 
on the tomato meter, which is slightly higher than this one, but it only had a 72% audience score. And like, what year did Roma come out? I want to know if it's, I know it's probably around the same era, I think. It may be the same year. 2018. So after this, okay. year after. Okay. Okay. But it's also a foreign language movie, um, which yeah. most of this movie yeah. wasn't. Aroma is that a is better movie to... than this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they say that uh, Shia LaBeouf almost played Oliver. <laughs> I don't know if oh, that'd be man, better or what worse. A diff- what a different <laughs> movie that would be. But, um, you, you know, just look at Army Hammer and just be like, do it. <laughs> do it. <I'm> like, <laughs> you know, um, thinking about it, like. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Harry Styles would have been a good casting for Oliver, I think, because they look more similar in age. Much closer, yeah. Yeah, that would have been a better movie. Is that this oh, is yeah. yeah, there you go. This is unrelated, but while we're talking about casting, am I the only one who think thinks Army Hammer looks a lot like John Hamm? I was getting confused. They look yeah, they look yeah, and sound sounds like identical like to me. Yeah, it's like so yeah. weird. Yeah. It trips me out every time. No, the whole movie I thought they, it was John Hamm. They don't really look alike. Sorry. All three of us say yes, so you're wrong, Jordan. You're objectively wrong. 75% of people think they look alike. They, they don't look alike. <laughs> Statistically speaking, yeah, right. 75% of people yeah. think they do. Look at them the side by side, David. They do not look alike. I think uh, Army no, Hammer looks more like a... Getting too technical. Getting too into it. You're getting too technical looking at them. Right. Now I feel like I should put it up on the screen and do something fancy, but I don't want to do it. I'm too lazy. Most yeah. of our audience only listens to the audio podcast anyway. You can go check us out on YouTube and see what we look like. See if our, because our, you know, voices never match what you think people look like. I, I'm, yeah. I've done that before where I've listened to a, a, a podcast for years and then I'll go, you know, check out the video and be like, who the hell are these people? Yeah. How dare they? How you do they see, fool me? You can see if Jordan is aptly named as the handsome one. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't name myself that. Spoiler alert, he, he is. <laughs> no, he's, he's yeah, he's yeah. terribly look handsome. At, look at it's him. Annoying. Look at him. It's annoying. Look at him look drinking. At those, look at those rosy whatever, cheeks. Whatever he's drinking there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> All right, so. Um, Holy apricot juice, you rich fuck. <laughs> I have in my notes, this is before I watched it. This is before I watched the movie. I just, I usually I, I jot down one note just to kick it off, you know before I watched the movie, what I wrote was pretentious, overlauded tripe. <laughs> so that kicked off my notes. Uh, from there, um, the direct, I want to talk about the director. Does, does anyone know what else this guy directed or could look it up? Because uh, I'm pretty sure I feel like I read that he has directed other stuff and that he is also Italian. Because um, I feel like the Italians in this movie, the actual Italian people were very much like, not in the forefront at all. And when they were in the movie, they were depicted as like Italian stereotypes through <laughs> well, and through. He directed, like, and I thought that was weird. He directed the remake of Suspiria, which is an Italian movie, Italian horror movie. Uh, he also okay. directed a recent movie called Bones and All, which also starred Timothy Chalamet, which was also a uh, stupid, uh, no, I'm sorry, not stupid, a bad romance movie <laughs> about cannibals. <laughs> they should have got Army yeah. Hammer in that one. Yeah, that was the <laughs> right. Talk about uh, miscast again. I heard some good things about Bones and All. Uh, I haven't seen it, though. But I really, really liked the Suspiria remake. I really, really liked it. I haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen yeah. the original. Oh, the original is okay, good, so too. Okay, so this has to go on my list. I've heard the all song. Right, all right. I've heard the theme many times. It's a cool name. Yeah, the, yeah. 
What is, is Suspiria, what does Suspiria mean? Is that does that word have is that just a made up word or does that actually mean something? Something to do with um, Suspiria. It's pretty cool. It sounds like something you would name a band. Well, it's the, sure. I think it's I think it's the name of the it's the name of a character in the movie. So it may have a it may have a meaning uh, apart from that. But okay. Um, yeah, the the right. remake. Feel of free Suspiria to Google that. Very, very very good. No, no way. Uh, I was just throwing that out there for anyone other than me. I have so many <laughs> technical things to juggle here. I can't be bothered. We're doing anything but talk about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. We are. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Italians, the Italians in the movie, I felt were like just kind of stereotypical Italians. They're very mm. much in the background and had like nothing to do with this family. The way the family treated the town, it was very much felt like they were on some kind of like Disney-esque vacation there just kind of strutting around and doing their thing and not paying much attention to anything didn't feel very real but i will say that i really did like the cinematography it was beautiful and it did make me feel like this was kind of a neat place to to hang out in that sense anyway um so if nothing else it felt like a kind of a relaxing vacation spot for two hours or whatever the runtime was um but it's odd that the director is Italian and he kind of depicted the country that way. I thought, did anyone else pick up on that? Or was I the only one that noticed this stuff? Yeah. I mean, it did feel like sort of an afterthought, the, the location, like even the language that they like occasionally speak Italian or French uh, and just kind of flit in and out of it for seemingly no reason. It's just like they're, they're just Americans, to like go like, buy something and interact. Yeah. Yeah. But even like when he's talking to his mom, like they're both Americans from America and like mm, that's randomly right. they'll just speak some French to each other. It's like, okay, well, why? Cause they're, weird. Smart, Cause they're smart and pretentious. <laughs> yeah. I guess. They're it's European. Right. It's right. Yeah. It's just it's very like, European. weird. They just sit and they just I, sit on each other's laps and read 15th century poetry or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what they do. This is almost like, and I, yeah. This is what I imagine rich people do, though. So at least they got my impression of what rich people do, right? Um, sure. And like, you know, play like classical music the way that some other classical guy would have played it that I have no idea if they're right or wrong. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> the I, scene I wasn't surprised in, uh, that it... Uh, Ryan, Ryan made the scene in Amadeus when he's like, play it like, you know... <laughs> yeah, play it like so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. play it like so-and-so. Yeah, but he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I love that, movie's, that movie's good. It's one of my favorite movies. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Amadeus is a great movie. We should uh, watch so that. If movie. it comes <laughs> up and you're hosting, uh, we'll know you picked it. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't, what I was going to say is I wasn't surprised that it won for cinematography, if I'm remembering that correctly from your rundown. Uh, yeah. Because it won, it won from somebody. It was gorgeous. It was. It was I think a it won the Academy movie. Award. Yeah, it looked great. What can I say? I think Technically, it won the Oscar they made for it, made it won a good the screenplay. Yeah, it did not win for cinematography. It won for cinematography for a different award award show. Oh, okay. Oh, but it did win for it. Okay, so I'm kind of remembering it sort of right. Anyway. Uh, it wasn't even nominated um, for best cinematography at the Oscars. So that's my one thing I liked. I don't. I don't have to say one later when we do that part of the show because I'm. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Of, no, I do have another thing. I do have another thing. Okay, but here's let's let's pick this apart. The stuff that bothered me. Uh, I feel like that the main characters, just Oliver and Elio, had no fucking chemistry whatsoever. Oh no! I, no. I just felt like there it was forced. I the, the acting was not good. I I just didn't see it. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel like there was attraction there. I feel like they were just 
doing what was in the script. So you're all um, seeing resounding agreement here. Yeah, I mean, part of that problem is a problem with a lot of these films that try to capture, uh, you know, non-cis, non-hetero relationships is they always cast Mm cis-hetero actors. And it's like, yeah, you're never going to get the performance. I don't care how good the actor is. They will never give as convincing a performance as a gay character unless they're gay. Like, I, I don't care. Favorite, best actor you've ever seen in your life, they will not play a gay character as as good as the next best gay actor will. It's just not possible. Yeah, why didn't they just cast someone who is... Well, see, now, Jim did have a point, and I'm sad that he's not here. He has yeah. brought up before that uh, non-LGBTQ actors portraying an LGBTQ person in a movie. Now, what Jim said, was he had brought up a circumstance where an actor was called out for this and then was forced to come out in order to like kind of prove to everyone that it was okay for him to play the character. Right. Uh, and then, it, and then subsequently he felt like it was hurting his career. And so, and I agreed at the time that we shouldn't, we probably shouldn't assume that we understand anyone's sexuality through and through. Okay. However, whatever the reason was, whether whatever, I, I feel like they probably are straight or at least there was just no fucking chemistry. And there's a reason why you hear about this a lot where uh, leading men and and leading ladies in romance films that are heterosexual hook up a lot mm-hmm. because there is real chemistry there. It's done in the casting. They make sure that there's chemistry. Mr. and Mrs. Smith ended up kicking off like Brad Pitt and Jolie's like marriage, you know, and what turned out to be a tumultuous relationship. But it happens all the time. It happens in stage plays. It happens in in movies. It happens all the time. So they should have done that here. And yes, they should have probably cast openly uh, gay characters or bi characters or pansexual, uh, uh, not characters, but people to play these characters. I think that would have probably helped a lot. And they didn't do it. And I don't know why they didn't do it. I agree that they... Whatever the reason... uh, Zero I agree chemistry. that I agree that they didn't have very good chemistry. Um, it felt like I'm not sure what they were going for because it didn't feel romantic at all. It just felt like it just felt like uh, Elio was just super horny and he didn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> yeah, and and, they, and <laughs> yeah, it felt like they were. It felt like they were like a uh, big brother and little brother. It's like they were pushing each other like, around and like let's wrestling. get some award statues, baby, because Hollywood's <laughs> going to eat this up. That's what it. This said to me. Well, I mean, like, yeah, couples, they they wrestle, they play fight and stuff like that. But when they were doing it, it just felt like it was like a little brother, big brother relationship. So it was a little odd. That scene on the hill when he grabs his crotch and he's like, whatever, he it just felt like uh, it says to do this in the script. So I'm doing it like there was no like passion or like feeling between the two. It's like, yeah, you're touching my dick, dude. Yeah, like Like, imagine. Imagine for a moment that it's it's a male and female lead, and it's not a, a gay story. It's a straight, you know, story romance. If there was a scene where one just reached over and grabbed the other one's boob, like that, yeah, that would be so fucking weird. In like, that way, no I one mean, would give one that thing that there's some kind of passion. No, yeah. he is awkward. Right, and I wanted him to like turn to the camera and be like, "Huh, look at what we're doing. It's so edgy. <laughs> give us our statues." That's kind of what it felt like to me. Um, about what? Devin- it, where's Jim? I want to hear what he why he chose this. <laughs> About what Devin said about uh, casting non-gay actors for gay roles, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen The Danish Girl with Eddie Redmayne. Um, I was thinking of that. I was going to mention. He was really, really good in that one, and he's uh, yeah. not. He's I haven't not seen it. Gay. 
Eddie Redmayne was, yeah, Eddie Redmayne's an incredible actor, and like like I said, yeah, you put a great actor in that role. Yeah, he's, he's one of the best. Role. But I still think a trans character would have played that character better. They would have known that struggle. And like, yeah, Eddie Redmayne's probably one of the best actors alive right now, like currently working. He does a great job, but I I have to wonder if a trans character who knows that struggle intimately would have been able to do that role better. They would just have Did to you find guys someone see... with that skill level. So you know, yeah, that's true. Yes, exactly. Did you guys see Jupiter Rising? It's a terrible <laughs> movie, but I, I caught some... I mean, it's not... Okay, it's not as terrible as I thought it might be. It, it's serviceable for a Hollywood schlocky sci-fi epic whatever, like it's awful. a bunch of CG shit on the screen. But but he was he was actually good in it. He actually did a pretty interesting character, I thought. He could... Uh, I didn't, as the, as I, the know, bad guy. He, he would talk like this. And then all of a sudden, I want to shout. I didn't quite like that. I didn't quite like his okay. performance in that one. Well, I, I liked it. I, I was like, oh, that's Eddie. I, I didn't know it was him at first either. And I was like, the only guy that's any good in this is the villain. And, was, and then I was like, oh, okay, it's Eddie Redmond. He was okay, but the whole movie was just utter garbage. I fucking hate the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It was a terrible movie. I watched it. Uh, one of my friends on, uh, like, my friends in big screen that we do karaoke together, like, threw it on one night and it was in 3D. And so the novelty of watching stuff in 3D hasn't worn off on me yet. So I uh, I threw it on. You're Definitely better in 3D. You're a dog? I like dogs. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Channing Tatum is, like, spliced oh, with the yeah. wolf in the movie. He's got, he's got right. like, 20 years. Makes him look oh, like wow. oh, yeah, it's he's, terrible. Because he's a dog, and she's like, I like dogs. <laughs> Have you seen Jupiter, Jupiter Rising? I've seen it more times than I have wanted to see it. <laughs> wow, why? Well, how'd that happen? Excellent. I'm sorry. I wanted to watch it over and over again. Oh, okay. He's a, oh, he's a goodness. Furry and he Is that why you that. broke up? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was so like, it was so like lazy writing in that film too. It's just like, they used the, the idea of Jupiter rising in every fucking way. They like wrung that cloth out dry. Like not only is her name Jupiter and not only does the see the, the, the big story plot happened on Jupiter. <laughs> like every like way that you could use that title in the movie. And I find just, that I, frankly, I find that annoying when like movies like lean into the title like that, you know, I just said the title of the movie when they do that in the movie, that can be pretty annoying, but yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, at the end of parasite when he's like, we were the parasites all along. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. right. And you yeah. look at the camera and say it was we who were the parasites all along. <laughs> exactly. When, That's yeah. why parasite when was Elio so good. stared into the fire at the end and said, Call me by your name. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they he say that say twice yeah, he, in the movie yeah, though? They do say it. Yeah, they do say it. They say it pretty they say, So there yeah. you go. That's another bone I have to pick with that. Um, clean. Delicious what gonna, bone. What I was gonna say though, uh bringing it back to what we were talking about before. Um, no, I think, please don't. No, just I kidding. Think the reason why <laughs> you don't see a lot of, you know, trans or gay actors on the level of somebody like Eddie Redmayne is is also because of that lack of opportunity. It's not that there's no one with that talent yes. out there. It's just yeah, they they almost never get cast in anything. Yeah. Uh, what and, about the 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 person that jumps in, into my mind is I don't I don't know their name, but they were they're the one who played. Um, I want to say desire or something in the Sandman. And uh, they're also in like quantum leap. He He's actually, well, I, I think it's they, they are actually very, very good actor. Um, and you, you, so you are starting me. to see that. You, did you watch the entirety of Sandman, by the way? Yeah. Kevin, or I did didn't you, watch the did animated you wa- okay. thing afterward, but I watched the full regular show. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, yeah. The animated one is like the sides. They do a lot of side stories in the Sandman, so they kind of threw yeah. that out. But uh, yeah, they were very good in that. So I think we will start seeing that emerge more. And I think that I think that Hollywood's feet have been held to the fire enough to where we'll stop seeing that kind of stuff happen and see more appropriate casting for that stuff. Because I 100% agree with your point there. It makes way yeah. more sense. And it doesn't come off as, as uh, just like Oscar bait stuff. You know, you actually have to make a good film at that point. You know, it doesn't come yeah. off as disingenuous. Yeah, and it's not even that these characters uh, haven't been around, even in movies where they're not hanging a hat on it. It's just that they almost never get portrayed by their their actual actors. Like in um, Constantine, yeah. the the uh, Keanu Reeves Constantine movie, they have uh, Gabriel played by um, oh, what's her fucking name? Tilda Swinton. Thank you, Tilda Swinton, <laughs> who is like very clearly not like a non-binary character meant to be androgynous, um, as many angels <laughs> are depicted in in many different works. But it's like not, it's there's no plot hook around her being not there than being non-binary it's just like that's how they're represented right right um, yeah and uh yeah it's just those others up to that type of role could easily until someone's a great actress but that role could have easily gone to someone who's actually non-binary their name is mason alexander park by the way that is desire and they are non-binary yeah well they're incredibly good yeah at, yeah they do a great job. acting so hopefully uh, yeah we'll just see more and more of that because the, there are good actors out there that can just that are available now yeah and how um uh, uh the umbrella academy handled elliot page's transition was also like perfect that just you know there was an ongoing show where they had an actor who was transitioning they're just like all right the character's transitioning no it's not in the original work who cares like it's it just whatever it doesn't matter at all it's not yep, relevant to the good, plot, good so it's just there yeah. yep, they did great with yep. that but everything else now <laughs> hmm. i was interested in the, in the <laughs> show, season so. pretty quick so <laughs> Uh, anyways, about the movie that we watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it kind of relates to it, but yeah, go ahead. I didn't. I didn't quite understand the the name of the movie and what it meant within the plot. Like, call me by your name. I don't understand what is like. What's romantic about that? I think I, I didn't understand I was, that very much either. Go ahead, Devin. You. Take I, the I have a theory. It. Yeah, it's, I was thinking about it too because it is an odd title and an odd practice. Um, I, I believe the idea basically is that Elio is like fully head over heels in love with Oliver, obviously. Elio, 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 Elio. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well done. <laughs> Oliver doesn't really care that much about Elio. Like they have a fling, but like Oliver's an adult and he like knows that it's sort of a fling and knows it's not going to last, I think. And to be as like a kindness to Elio. Oliver. Well, as a 40-year-old man, he would know that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oliver wants to, like, do, like, a favor for Elio and try to, like, help him with his personal image issues and, like, his kind of depression that he they sort of represent in the movie that, that Elio's kind of down on himself. He, he wants to redirect Elio's love for Oliver to love for Elio. He wants Elio to love himself and, like, accept himself. Probably because Oliver didn't have that. That's me projecting. But probably Oliver didn't get an opportunity to be told to love himself when he was younger and, and discovering that he was gay. And so he is like, say say your name. Don't don't put your love at me. Put your love at you. And like that's his way of sort of engineering. That's an interesting oh, take. Interesting. That's an interesting take. Although I felt like his parents were like super supportive. So I I don't I don't quite see the uh, the self hate thing besides being maybe confused about his 
his uh, sexual orientation because his parents are like super, yeah, super supportive. You know, well, it's an issue uh, with like show don't tell too because multiple times his parents say to him, "You're always so down on yourself. Why are you always hating yourself, Elio? Mm-hmm. Elio, why are you? You know, like, they're always like telling him he's depressed, mm-hmm. but he, yeah, Chalamet doesn't really represent it. Like we don't see a lot of moments where no. he is he is acting that way, but it's kind of implied that he's supposed to. I, you know what? That may be a key to what Jim liked. I don't want to put words in Jim's mouth, but I mean, maybe you hit on something there that I can actually agree with. And that's kind of the overall message of the film. That was right on. I mean, all that stuff is definitely like right on. And it's probably a message that a lot of people need to hear uh, that may be in a similar circumstance. Uh, however, I just felt like the execution of that in in the form of a film fell short with the acting Absolutely. and the casting and stuff. Yeah. And, and then I didn't really get super hung up in the age difference of the characters because I knew about it and, and looked it up. And um, But, I mean, I just feel like it was straight up miscast. It didn't look right. Uh, you can cast actors of, to play different ages if they look at Army Army Hammer just does not look like he's in his 20s, straight up. Yeah. So just big problem there. No, I don't... Uh, I don't think it took away from the story with the age difference. I don't think it took away from the story. I think uh, as a story, it was fine. Right, exactly. Um, And they, if it had been cast better, it probably wouldn't even been something that I even thought about. And they may not have even needed to mention it in the movie at all. You know, they may not have even, they probably didn't have to mention anyone's age as long as they looked appropriate. It just was about the visuals for me. Yeah. I know some people take uh, great offense to the age difference. Yeah, right. Yes, some people do. Yeah, that did come up uh, I mean, this uh, week when we were talking. Seven, about we were seventeen-year-olds date people that are adults all the time. I mean, especially in the eighties, especially in Europe. So, I mean, it didn't really. I didn't yep. see a problem. It wasn't like it wasn't like pedophilia or anything like that. No, no, I didn't no. think that either. Uh, in fact, I, say, I mean, just, I met my wife. I met my wife when she was eighteen and I was twenty-two. So, I, I like, and I, eventually we had a relationship, and we've been married. We've been together for over twenty years, and it was just never even a thing. I had the same situation. So, you met Ben's yeah. wife when you were eighteen. <laughs> no, I, I was That's with right. somebody who's He's eight, been with her for twenty-one I was years. Exactly was first. eighteen, <laughs> and I was, uh, and I was twenty-three, and she was eighteen. I will say just well, just for go. the record, if, if you're in America, 17 would be technically pedophilia, like legally. Just yeah, so everyone knows. In case anyone is just curious, up. It would definitely yeah, be yeah. not <laughs> not a legal sexual relationship. That's for sure. Oh, you yeah. know, I was surprised. Um, well, there were two things that surprised me in this movie. Um, the first was that um, I was I was expecting well. The the two leads who were supposed to be gay, or who I understood to be gay men, had a lot of sex with women. Um, They're bi though, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess I'm just saying, that that sur- surprised me. It surprised me about the movie. I mean, I, I will say I know a lot of gay men who had sex with women until they were 18, 20, 25, 30, 40, 70, until they finally realized they were actually gay because society told them they were supposed to be straight and especially in that time period it was very common to like marry you know like the father marry a woman you know be straight your entire life and be actually gay and just not be allowed to express it or feel like you you know bury Mm -hmm. it 
So that's what yeah. I felt is that is that Elio was just sort of like again a horny teenager and didn't really understand that that wasn't his uh, preferred gender. But they don't really clearly say if he's meant to be gay or bi. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've never. I, well, I've never had. I've never like experienced like anything other than basically like he, uh, heterosexual attraction. So I don't like. I don't know. Um, well, one of the. I mean, one of the things that one of the things that seemed odd to me was that I don't. I was. It made sense to me that Elio maybe like doesn't know whether he's straight or gay or maybe somewhere in between, right? But the one, but when we see at least one time, when we see uh, Oliver having sex with a woman, it seems to be like to expo- to like make Elio jealous, like for the explicit reason of making Elio jealous, which also seems, I don't know, it just seemed odd to me. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if he was doing it to make him jealous, but he was also he was having sex with someone who was also clearly supposed to be around Elio's age. Oh yeah. The girl that he was, the girl that he was flirting with, he was, she was the woman that he was supposedly having sex with. She was also underage. So it was just, you know, European thing. But yeah, I'm not sure if he was meant (laughs) to be trying to tease. Fucking army hammer. I think, I think Um, army hammer is just, he's just a player. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's yes, right. Um, but anyway, so that well, I I guess what I mean by surprised me was that I didn't expect like the only the only thing I heard I knew about this movie was that it's like a gay romance, right? So I was surprised that I, I was see. like the first yeah, hour, yeah. like none of that should happen. It's just like Timothy Chalamet having sex with this girl, and then Army Hammer having sex with some other girl. Um. Then, no, yeah, I it wasn't till the, the midpoint thing. that they first. It wasn't till the midpoint that I think that around the midpoint of the movie where they kissed. Yeah. So it was a very slow pace, if that if that's where they were gonna trying to get to as well. It'd be very yeah. patient and willing to kind of chill in the villa for like you know a good forty five minutes to an hour. Yeah, it took. It took a yeah. I think it. Yeah, this movie had like a two-hour runtime, and I don't think they started getting together until about the hour mark. Mm-hmm. I think that worked well. Yeah. Um, I think if it was too fast, it would, be, it would have been weird. Yeah, I mean, structurally, it's how how it's supposed to work, like how that's how something's supposed to be. But it's just it. I feel like there just wasn't much going on outside of then they do this and then they go here and. I guess there was supposed to be a slow burn. It just didn't really work that great for me. Uh, I, I was just clinging to the visuals and the kind of like vacationy feel of where they were at and mm-hmm. kind of interested more in that. I thought did you have that other thing queued up there, Pepe? I did, okay, but jump I forgot back it in. now. I'll have to, I'll have to, right. I think That's about fine. it all. I thought, the ending, um, I thought the ending was really strong. I feel like. Um, oh, yeah. The speech yes. said, that was the strongest part. The moment he had with his father was really touching. His father had some like yes. really good advice. Although I didn't quite like like how his father confessed to being a, a gay man, living a straight man's life. I thought that was a little a little too convenient, a little too clean. Um, I felt like it would have been better if his father was just... They didn't bring his father's sexuality into it. He just accepted his son. 
Is that how you took that? I, I didn't really take it as him being a gay man living with a in a heterosexual it's relationship. Literally what he said though. Yeah, and he asked his mom no, and mom and he said I don't think so. Yeah, he he literally said it though. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Because that should have been in the trivia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember him saying I remember him saying that there was like like a time in college or whatever, right? That he was like could have had this relationship with another man. Yeah, he, he got choked um, up about it, and then he's like, "Does mom know?" He he says, "I don't think she does." Yeah, but I took that to mean, "Does mom know that you?" Not that you're a. Not that you're like. I thought. That, well, I mean, this is this is me like not knowing how to like navigate these waters mm-hmm. of like ambig ambiguous ambiguous like sexualities, right? Because, and that's sort of one of the things that I would, like, uh, if, I don't know, I should probably shut up about this. So, okay, I'm going to, so as far as I know, if you're having sex with both men and women, you're not gay. You're something else, right? Is that, is that incorrect or not? Not necessarily. Yeah, I think, I I think a lot of, with a lot, for a lot of heterosexual people, they are, they're familiar with an experience of they know their sexuality and they stick to it and that's it. That's they don't have the experience of, of floundering and trying to figure things out. Whereas almost every gay man that I know at some point has struggled with the idea of like they had a girlfriend and you know, for their first sexual experience they understood oh this isn't something I like. Um, or like I said you know back in the eighties a lot of people were forced to live fully straight lives from birth to death and right, right. be gay that entire time and just couldn't express it and had to just live with it um so yeah it's like he he could be he could be bi it's definitely possible uh but again not stated or he could be gay and just have be living this straight life and then you know how he has to live it really depends upon whether what he does next in his life does he just only go with men or does he go with men and women because he did he did fool around with a girl they kissed and they had sex and you know, he came and everything, all, everything goes, you know, it, it felt good to do that. And he's a horny teenager. So it, they never really touch on whether or not like his like definitive sexuality is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's not really the point of the, of the movie other than to just, you know, that it's okay to even experiment and figure that stuff out. That You don't have to feel like guilty mm-hmm. or ashamed of it. Yeah. I think that maybe as, as we've gone as we've evolved as a society, hopefully that kind of stuff that Devin was describing happens less and less and people can not have to, you know, feel like they have to conform to some like wrong idea of what, you know, sexuality is like some strict idea of it. Um, But certainly back in the eighties, that would have been relevant you know, at least. And it, it probably in, in many areas and many people's lives still is, I think. Yeah. yeah. And that is, that is my, like, I'm the biggest proponent of movies like this and other movies that, that, uh, include non hetero, non cis, uh, presenting people in relationships, even if they are performed by actors who are not at least getting those into the public eye and, and quote unquote, shoving them down the throat of the public, as some people would put it, which I don't think this movie is doing. Right. I don't think that's a real thing. But a lot yeah. of people would describe it that way. Yeah. Uh, you the, exist. How dare you shove that down my throat that you exist? Yeah. 
the most important part of that is is representing that as normal because the more that is like seen as normal by society again normal doesn't fucking exist but like the more that is presented as something that is a thing that exists the more young kids will realize earlier in their life that oh i feel that way too and and hopefully circumvent that that like tumultuous waters of pretending you're something you're not and you know potentially you know psychologically damaging yourself by trying to force yourself into a box that you don't belong in well that's what i can hang my hat on with this movie if if there's something to hang my hat on is that it's that it's it's important for people to know that it that it's okay to be yourself um if nothing and it probably is helpful to people that you know need to hear that 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 it's okay you know um and you know there i i'm i'm a big huge fan of uh quantum leap the original series and i'm watching the new series quantum leap and they just had a whole episode called uh uh let the let her play or something about a a female trans girl who in the original timeline ends up dying but who in this timeline uh the main character ben uh helps her to uh play high school basketball on on the girls team and stuff and be accepted and 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 do so it was like this important episode and it was played by trans characters to to your point uh devin um and it was directed and written by a trans woman uh who did very well she was also in the episode uh and so not only was it a kind of an important episode they actually knocked it out of the park it was actually really entertaining too and so hopefully we'll see more of that stuff because it is very important um so uh i want to do to transition to uh the kind of like closing up the discussion i i want to point out uh the something we like and maybe i know we've been kind of picking at this movie so let's at least try to like find something that we like like about the film or that we can relate to or or what have you uh, outside of what we've already discussed um so the thing that I really didn't like was Army Hammer in the movie. Um, I also, I, not just because of the miscast, but also because that now, like everything that he's been in, brings his reputation uh, with it, and it kind of like subsequently, like retroactively, kind of ruins things. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of just being miscast and him looking too old for the movie, and it's everything about that guy, though. I mean, just the whole like coming from a pretentious like one percenter family too and uh, i don't know if there's like nepotism involved or just like uh elitism or something but just that all that stuff like doesn't sit well with me just outside of the movie so that it just taints it all over the place so it's too bad that he was cast in this uh and all the other reasons the thing i did like is that uh i brought this up in the beginning of the show sort of i hinted at it is that um I definitely like sympathize with that feeling of a relationship, like kind of not really having a concrete ending, but just kind of going away and the, and the kind of like pain and grief that that causes that you have to feel and not like what, what um, Jordan was saying about like kind of feeling that pain, you know, um, I had a relationship incidentally with an Italian exchange student um, back a, a long time ago, back uh, just after high school. Um, and we and um we very quickly like fell hard for each other and uh she had to move back to italy after a time in america and so it left that feeling of like this relationship that was just completely unresolved 
Okay. And so like, we both like moved on with our lives and, uh, kept in touch via Facebook for a while. In fact, she's the reason I joined Facebook way back in the day. The first one, she's like, yeah, there's this thing, Facebook, you should check it out. Um, Incidentally, so there's this thing. No. It's called the Facebook. <laughs> yeah. She's actually from Northern Italy, Milan, so it's more like the blonde hair, blue eyes, Italian. But um, uh, yeah. So it's actually like <laughs> if there's a hoity-toity Italian, <laughs> it's definitely like that area. That's like the That's fashion area. The so... Oh, is that where they yeah. were? They were in they Milan. Were in, they were in Northern Italy. Northern Italy. Or, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. where. It was just it's Northern. very. Okay. Okay. No wonder it looked like Euro Disney style. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. Interesting. So anyway, I, I've left Facebook because fuck Facebook. But so I've lost contact with her, unfortunately. Um, but my point is, actually, I, this is a, I'm going to bring up a whisper of the heart because the old man in that had an yeah. Italian girlfriend or met a girl in Italy, and 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 uh, they had the same thing. This like unresolved relationship, and so. Maybe like him, I'll like be an old guy tinkering with clocks and apologizing to her in my daydream about, oh, I'm sorry, I grew so old. <laughs> anyway, I love that movie. I love Whisper of the Heart. Okay, so my point is I just, I did very much sympathize with uh, Elio's plight in this. And that last scene, like what Jordan said, really was the best part of the movie. And it's too bad that it took two hours to get to it. Because if the rest of the movie hit as hard as that last scene and that last sequence, then this movie would probably easily be in the A range, but it just took too long, too long to get there. So that's the thing I did like about it. I, I other than the cinematography and stuff, I, I definitely sympathize with that. Anyone else have their heart broken like that or have an unresolved love or relationship like that? All of them. Or, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a very, it's a very uh, almost a probably almost a universal uh, experience, especially with young love. So. Devin, what did you like about we've if you have something else you want to pick out, fine, but what did, is there something that you liked about the movie that you thought nailed it or did a good job? Uh yeah. First I want to mention I I just because I read this uh just now. Um apparently there was a sequel planned, uh oddly enough, for a movie like this. Oh. Typically the type that gets a sequel, but uh after the stuff with Army Hammer, it is uh, up in the air and Guadagnino in an interview said uh, that he it's not one of his priorities. He implied it was not a top priority. So Call me by your probably. middle name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, something I liked about the movie, I, I do think the cinematography was good. I agree with you. It was a well-shot film. And uh, I do think the representation, albeit by, you know, by actors who are not uh, that particular sexuality, as far as we know, um, I do think is good overall. Is a net good for the world to have those relationships portrayed more openly. Agreed. Net good. Exactly. Well, well put. All right, James Pepe. You got anything um, for us or are you passing? No, I, to be honest, I think, well, um, unless you guys have been sort of being a little hyperbolic, which I know that's our prerogative. We like to do that. But I feel like I like this movie more than you guys did. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, sort of like we said. Wow, I like, really uh, didn't get that censored our discussion, though, so. No, I, well, I mean, liking it more than you guys did isn't a high bar, but like I, okay. I, um, all right, fair enough. I don't mind a movie that has this pace, especially when, um, like we've mentioned before, it's like every all the technical aspects of this movie are incredible, right? I mean, this movie's great to look yeah, at. Yeah, they are. 
um, mm-hmm. you really get a sense of how sort of like um, just sort of like sun drenched and lazy this like little villa in Italy is, and sort of just how like. Yep. Um, I yeah, also just, like the vacationy aspect of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's uh, conveyed really well. You really get the sense of like, oh, these people really have don't have anything to do, and they're just sort of like bumming around Italy. Um, you you really get the chance to study uh, Timothy Chalamet and and uh, Army Hammer's like chest and yeah, right. all that just all the time. It didn't come up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> They went swimming so much in this movie. <laughs> they just yeah. always had the shirts off. Hot that'd be a good way everything. to like. That'd be a good way to send it up, set on a lifestyle. Just like do some slow, cheesy shot of like chests, you know, for like <laughs> just a yeah. long time until it's hilarious. Well, it's like the anyway. It's like the Schlitz gay commercial. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it would be uh, like that. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. I I agree with you that that whole like kind of just luxuriating in the in the nice yeah. setting is is and i don't necessarily dislike the pacing uh, or movies that are slower paced either but i was distracted by the things that i just really didn't think worked either yeah i mean so like so i liked everything about this movie except like the story and the plot which were they were like offensive but they just it wasn't that interesting and that was the mm-hmm. other thing that i had forgotten is that like I was sort of uh, expecting more to be made about the fact that there was this like age gap. Um, And so I kind of don't know what the Mm -hmm. point of it was if there was going to be no point made of it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how they, I haven't read the book and I don't know about the book. So I wonder if it came up more as a story, a plot line in the novel, but it certainly didn't come across in the movie at all. Yeah, I, and I bet since you said there was hubbub about it, that you probably expected that to come up in the movie as a as a plot point. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because there was no point of it. It just seemed like it was like a choice made on a fetish or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I will agree that the end the the end part where he's having that talk with his dad on the couch is really good. And I really, really liked the very end where Timothy Chalamet is like crouched in front of the fireplace and the and the camera. Yes. He's like looking into the camera, and that sh- that shot was like a minute or two long. And there's like stuff going on behind him. Mm-hmm. I really, really mm-hmm. liked that. That was really, yeah, really me good. too. Best um, part of the movie for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. That last shot for sure. It was all on his shoulders as an actor to to maintain mm-hmm. that. And- and carry that and he did well yeah i mean i think actually once once uh oliver left uh timothy chalamet elio he did a good job of being like sad about him being gone yeah um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah that last shot of him like looking into the fireplace and the camera being right there was really really good um yeah, so I mean, I I wasn't I wasn't necessarily bored by the movie. I didn't I, like I said I don't mind movies paced this way, but I wasn't like fucking white knuckled or anything. But again, like this movie isn't a, isn't that kind of a movie, right? But like you guys right, said, like no. the 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 romance between these two guys, just like there wasn't, it just wasn't that interesting. You know, it's like okay, mm-hmm. they're yeah, fell flat. It seems kind of this seems pretty boilerplate. You know, um, yeah. So that's yeah, yeah, cool. 
I'll throw out since you mentioned him. I really did like uh, who I, I don't know the guy, the actor's name, but the guy that played the dad, the professor. Yeah, I thought he was really entertaining and and did well. Michael Stolberg. Uh, as well. Yeah, Michael. Oh, Stolberg. that's that's who Michael Stolberg. Is there any yeah. other movies I would know him from? He's a he did, he did very well. Him. I feel like I did too. It's one of those. Yeah. Oh, he was he was the main character in A Serious Man. That's where I know him from. I love that movie. That's such a good movie. Uh, he was a, a serious man. The shape of yeah, water. that's a, it's a Coen Brothers movie. He's in the Boardwalk. shape of water. He's in Boardwalk oh, okay. Empire. Almost every episode of Boardwalk. Oh, that was a good show. He okay. was in. Uh, what was his character? Uh, Arnold Rothstein. I don't remember. Uh, he's in forty-eight yeah. episodes. It's been too long. Probably most of it. Yeah, he yeah, was in uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, he was the. Um, I believe he was the the doctor who. Um, he yes, had a small cameo. He's the other doctor. Oh, yeah, the other doctor. Yeah. He was in the first. He's part. the rival doctor. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely him. Yeah. It's good to see he's working in, on a high level because he did a good job. Mm-hmm. All right, Jordan, take it away. What, what have you got for us on uh, one last little oh. like dig or like or whatever? Um, yeah, I really like the cinematography. It was really interesting. I um, have not seen a movie where they spent so much time in the Italian countryside. So I thought that was really interesting mm-hmm. to be a part mm-hmm. of that world for a second. Although I could not relate to their world because they are just so pretentious and and wealthy and all that stuff. I can relate to that. Um, mm-hmm. I think the very best part of the movie was the end when he sat on the couch with his dad, as well as the part at the end uh, with the fireplace. Um, I really like the line that his dad gives. He says, um, we rip so much of ourselves. We rip that. Ah, sorry. We rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster that we go bankrupt by the age of 30 and have less to offer each time we start with someone new. Um, I could really resonate with that. Um, I felt like, like in the past I've given so much of myself that I feel like I can't do it again. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I can't offer what I offered before. Although I guess I can't tell until it happens again, but I do feel like, can I really put that much effort in again? Or, you know, can I really be that same person again? Cause you're, you're different every time you're with somebody new, you change. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that sentiment before and it rang true for me as well, or a similar sentiment that, you know, people, the older they get, they can, you know, go bankrupt uh emotionally or it's well, almost like that that song uh, uh life goes on long after the thrill of living is done <laughs> you know um when you change you you lose a piece of yourself and you but you gain a piece as well you but know, wasn't he also sure. speaking about like just it'll to be not okay, uh... dude. it'll be okay <laughs> there, there'll be there's more girls out there well yeah Lots of fish I, in the sea. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> yeah, I just, no, I just resonate what, that. Well, didn't he also mean like that you d- you don't want to deny like what you said uh, uh, during the trivia thing that you don't want to deny yourself the experience of feeling that loss and that pain too to yeah. not rip that out of yourself just to get over it. That it's mm-hmm. important to experience those things as well, the ups and the downs. Yeah, you don't want to be numb to it. Yep, I I thought that. I thought the philosophy of this movie pretty much uh, I agreed with throughout as well. Uh, the yeah. different the different offerings I, there. Uh, overall, I think the movie was too easy. 
there was no conflict or anything like that. And I felt like there could have been some conflict yeah. would have made it more dramatic, would have made it more impactful. Um, but other than that, it just felt like really slow, a really slow burn, which was okay sometimes. Other times it was just kind of like, all right, I'm kind of getting tired of sit, watch, sitting here watching them make out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah. let's get some dialogue in there and not just smack lips. <laughs> I had an English teacher in high school who uh, offered us, he was to, like, told us about like stories and he's like, all, all stories have a conflict. And he said, if you can bring me a novel that doesn't have a conflict in it, I'll buy you lunch. And I was like, no one ever did, but I wish I knew about this movie because it's based on a novel. And I bet that novel has just as little conflict as the movie. And if I brought it in, I'd probably get a free lunch. So anyone who has that teacher is the message out to you. Maybe they want that moment for you where you just toss that on the table and <laughs> yeah. the guy's mouth is just a gape and, <laughs> and it cuts to you like having lunch at some fancy restaurant. Yeah. It's a nice thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we have enough to come up with some kind of a grade for call me by your name. So that winds up our discussion of call me by your name. And um, apparently we have to keep the lights on and the bills paid around here. So we're going to have a little bit of time before grading to take a short commercial break. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, folks, getting hungry? Have a hankering for some kosher French-American cuisine? Well, I have a modest proposal. Kosher cheese. I know a modest proposal. Okay, we're caught up now. I I have a modest <laughs> proposal. I urge you to try Elio's spare ribs. Oh, no. <laughs> Elio's spare ribs are real baby back ribs cooked to perfection and dripping with sauce. Wait, you ask, I thought they were Elio's spare ribs. Then why did you call them baby back? Well, they are baby back ribs technically, but the ribs are the ones that the owner, Elio, could spare. Supplies are extremely limited, so don't wait to come on down to Elio's ribs. <laughs> located in the tribal jungles of Papua New Guinea and taste the forbidden meat you've secretly been craving. <laughs> Side effects include ruining your rise to the A-list of Hollywood, disgusting everyone who finds out what you ate, thoroughly disappointing and horrifying your friends and family, and high cholesterol. <laughs> now let's eat human ribs and wash it down with some apricot juice. Wait, that copy can't be right. It must be a typo. I think it must have meant humane, as in humanely raised, like cage-free. Anyway, Elio's spare ribs sure are delicious. Mmm, mmm, good. <laughs> we now return oh, you to man. your regularly scheduled programming. Dude, that commercial was front-loaded with a lot of good jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I had to write pause for laughter a few times. <laughs> yeah, right. Pause for <laughs> right there in the uh, copy okay so i've been forgetting to forward that yep there's commercial break and what we're gonna do now though is assign the movie a grade and 
give it our final grades and see what the GPA of Call Me By Your Name is. Well, I'm going to come up with a grade real quick that I think probably suits the movie. And that grade I will now post. I think that it's probably about a C plus for me. I didn't hate the movie, um, but I didn't love the movie. And we talked a lot about what the what the problems were and stuff. So I'll kind of like rest on what I said in the open discussion. Um, but I think C plus is a, is a fair grade. I think it just, it feels right for this movie. So uh, I'll just stand on that and what I said in the, in the uh, discussion. No need to rehash all of that. So Devin, where did you land with uh, Call Me By Your Name? Um, I believe me and you, Ben, once again, agree as we did last week. Uh, I also gave this movie a C plus. Um, I think it was uh, well shot and it's about the end of the wells for me. Um, but mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, some sort of shaky acting, some shaky writing overall, the lack shaky of conflict. Casting. Yeah. The yep. lack of conflict is just like, that's really its yep. biggest sin for me is just that I don't feel like a story really happened here. Um, and this is the exact type of Oscar bait kind of movie that if the I saw story a trailer light. for this, yeah, if I saw a trailer for this, yeah, I would that not kind of stuff interested. was annoying. Just, yeah. just I expected them to be like, huh? like, you know, aren't you going to give me a statue? Yeah. Yeah. And I should have right. known, uh, I should have known but, it was Jim because this did remind me of Thomas Mr. Ripley and I kept waiting for a murder to happen. Yeah, that's right. If one of them yeah, got murdered, many, many times movie. I thought about it. Many times I thought about the talented Mr. Ripley while, during our discussion. This movie would be so but, much yeah, better like, with a murder. I know, right? Totally. It'd be the talented Mr. Ripley. Murder. If one of those, if one of those girls showed up dead, just like floating <laughs> in their pool or whatever. And then they yeah. just ignore it like every other thing that could have been a plot element. <laughs> they just, that, they just that keep making some kind of tension. bodies just floating yeah. there. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. but Devin, I, I, like you said uh, previously, I think we did in the conversation, uh, um, I'd be remiss to not say that I also agreed with the overall messaging of the movie. Yeah. Okay. So, C, you agree it's fair grade. Pepe, where did you land with Call Me By Your Name? Yeah. Like I said, I think I like this a little bit more than you guys. So I'm going to give it a B minus. Yeah, very little bit. Okay, so you weren't kidding. It wasn't that much more, just a little bit. No, it wasn't that much more. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, just like not a lot happened in this movie. Um, It finished strong, though. Um, Yes, it did. It didn't, um, it didn't, it didn't like, uh, oh, you know, one thing that I forgot was, or that I forgot to mention that was odd was that. Yep the um the heterosexual sex scenes were more explicit than the gay sex scenes right like there was like the the one time that Mm -hmm. uh timothy chalamet and army hammer have sex that like pans away right um but when yeah yeah um, right drape shot for sure yeah so uh, but like uh yeah. So anyway, w- there's just some there's some weird stuff in this. It was just weird. It's a mixed but, bag. Uh, I'm surprised that the critic score and the audience score were so high. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, B minus. There was some good. The ending was really good. 
especially that last shot. Really good. Yeah, with the ending, it was like, where were you two hours ago? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So Jordan Allums said it right that time. Uh, where did you land with <laughs> Call Me By Your Name? You know, I would have gave it an A if it turned out that Mafalda was a murderer. Uh, Mafalda was the, the housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> it was Mafalda all along. She's been poisoning oh, the man. juice all along. <laughs> and they all dropped at it once. Just have your, right. fu- have your fucking apricot juice, you rich bastards. <laughs> yeah, right. Just do a close-up of her doing the shifty eyes thing. Yeah, so everyone right. knows she's evil. Uh, it's like 1% apricot juice, 99% arsenic. My actual <laughs> score. That's just how I like my apricot juice. Yeah, just like an arsenic arsenic forward. Is a B. That's right. Oh, uh, okay. I guess I'm a little bit more generous than you guys. I gave it a B because I thought that the cinematography was so strong, it made up for yeah. a lot of the other aspects of the movie that weren't as strong. Um, I felt the ending was really, really strong, which also made it for you know, waiting up until that moment. Because a lot of movies, the ending falls flat, like Parasite. The ending, mm-hmm. ending mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of lame. This ending was really good. And it's really hard to find a movie that has a satisfying ending. It has things that are wrong with it, specifically the chemistry between the two male leads. Uh, mm-hmm. That was definitely the weakest part of the movie. It just felt like they were brothers, Josh and Ryan. <laughs> You know, pull, pull <laughs> around with each other's dicks, on <laughs> each other's pants down. You know, Set around. the script. I gotta grab your crotch now, so I'm I, gonna yeah. do it, but not I, with any yeah. kind of acting I, involved. I didn't feel like there was any romance between them at all. No, it, it just did not feel it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I don't have the correct lens to see it, but I feel like if it's there, anybody could see it, and I could not see it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, um, in what so what you're saying, like about the cinematography, it was strong enough, and the setting was strong enough that that's really what kept me interested and in, engaged in the movie as well. Yeah, I just kept going like I just kept going like, wow, these these shots are really good. I happened to read that the director was first signed on to the movie just as a location scout, so it doesn't surprise me that that was a, a strong aspect of the film. Uh, yeah, so I think I think B is fair for a movie that is obviously a a, a good movie because it wasn't a bad movie; it just wasn't a great movie. So yep. it's probably why it only won best screenplay. Although I, I I'm not a movie expert, so I know that the screenplay is just like the, the script and like and like um, it's the paper the, movie. This the, yes, the the actions like oh, he pans to the right. You know, I don't know how they determine what makes it, mm. but. I don't, it depends on what version of the script they, I'll do a, a thing here since I know it, it depends on what version of the script they judge that on um, mm-hmm. because the camera shots and stuff aren't added to that. Maybe sometimes never. And, and usually if they are, they're added in the production script way later, way later in the process. So I don't know. I'm not sure how it won for that either. Frankly, yeah, I, guess I think it should have. I think it should have got nominated for cinematography. I don't know what it was Definitely. up against, but it didn't even get nominated apparently for, mm. for the Oscars. So yeah, I think I think, I think a B or a B minus is fair. I think C plus. You know, when I think about a C plus movie, I'm thinking about like I don't know. Some of the things really bothered me, and that's why it drove the grade down. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was just standing on like 
was I engaged with the film? Yeah, I was. Um, but again, like after the first time I saw it, my instinct was just like, man, I really don't want to watch this one. So I don't know. It was better yeah. than my feeling going into it, which was nice. So yeah. So Devin, that since we don't have Jim's grade on the film, where does that leave us with our tentative GPA for the week? Yeah, our tentative GPA, which I imagine would be pulled up a bit, uh, perhaps. I imagine it would. Uh, is yeah. a two point five eight. That is a C plus, mm-hmm. uh, as okay. Ian oh. and graded it. Um, right. Other films in this C plus oh, no. B minus range. Actually, Pepe, I don't think you're going to be in this one. Huh? Uh, okay, you good. are free from this. No, none of my Ooh, movies. Are this reprieve. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wonderful days. Uh, Jim's movie from last season. I also, think a lot of Jim C plus down here. Uh, man from <laughs> the Man from Earth got a two point seven five. Oh, that's a bad movie. Okay. Uh, Equilibrium two point seven eight. Oh, that better than oh, you that's guys. A Jordan, that's a Jordan movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was it? I missed it. I was, I was defending awesome, my movie. Okay. Equilibrium. Oh, Equilibrium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It's a high B minus, but it's still B-. Uh, Highlander, 2.5, also Jim movie. That's Jim. Ah! Uh, Jingle, all the way, like Jingle All the Way and Bad Santa, both in this range with C+. I fucking okay. hate Bad Santa. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, you guys gave so Jingle All the Way at Bad C+. Bad Santa's awesome. I know, right? That was my movie, too. It's a great fucking movie. I gave that's it a, a Christmas fun. classic, dude. Exactly. Uncultured. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, also Jim, got a C+. Beetlejuice, also mine, got to be minus. Sleepy Hollow, Jim, or was that Ben? That was Jim. Ben yeah, James, no, no, no. Lambs. Sleepy gave, Hollow. You guys gave Beetlejuice mine. a B minus? I know. Again, my movie, a great movie. See, Jordan, you should have joined earlier. Was, you, like, you guys are insane. God, you know, <laughs> I know. Now, I mean, with that one, if you, you can go back and listen to the show, but I'll summarize by I always liked that movie. I watched it a ton when I was growing up, and I just on that viewing, I was just like, man, this just didn't age well for me. The music is that Beetlejuice the... or Jingle All the Way? Beetle. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I've never seen yeah. Jingle All the Way. We've said it way more than three times, guys. We got. Yeah, you know that's a, it's funny Uh-oh. you mention that. Watch yourselves. I, I remember <laughs> liking that movie a fair amount, but I hadn't seen it in forever. And then when I rewatched it, I was like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't that good." To me, I said, "What well, at the time that it was a proto Burton movie? That it was like much many of his movies after that were way way better." I think it's just like but, surprisingly uh, little Beetlejuice in that movie, you know. True. I love. Yeah, it. I love everything in the climax. That's one. Of, that's like his best movie to me. Wow. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. Um, also, Clerks got to be minus two point seven four. That's also Jim. And then uh, first season, Horse Girl and Stranger Than Fiction both got C pluses, two point four. Really, Horse Girl. Mm. Sorry, I do not remember Horse Girl fairly. No, I, mean, no, I, I, know, remember, I, I remember, remember it, but I'm just I'm surprised it was that low because it's yeah. I think I, I gave it like the a D. Actress's like name from Horse Girl. I love her from Community. Uh, yeah, um, always forget her name. name. She's great. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the other one. Uh, no, no, no. Stranger than Fiction should be even lower. That movie's so bad. <laughs> great. So at least you Will have the same best opinion. It's by a factor of like 10. Yeah. Oh, well, that may not be, else. but like that's not a high bar. <laughs> uh, let's get back on track. Right. <laughs> this is the track. It's all been the track. Right, we're, all we're rehashing, we're rehashing <laughs> years old arguments we're, we're now. Old here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. That's why it's the best part of the show. It is the best. No, part. you don't want to deny yourself that pain. As character or something. Yes, don't stifle the pain. Exactly. Right, I'm ready to cool. know what well, we're when, next. Yeah, when Jim when Jim gives us our the grade, we'll determine that and, and probably mention it uh, next show or something. So 
it is that time yeah. to find out what we're watching out for. What we're watching out for. It's time to find out <laughs> what we're watching for next show. We're fucking watching out for Army Hammers. <laughs> Gobble right. us up. Look out. <laughs> Tasty. Here we go. <laughs> That's right. It Get is hyped. time. Lone Ranger. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to roll for the next episode where we let the dice decide our fate as to what we're watching for next show. So, Devin, I don't remember whose turn it is to do the rundown next week. Um, it's, it's either you it. or Pep. It is. Okay. Yeah. So, Devin's going to roll the dice. I what is it? A two two sided, four four sided? Virtual, what I have a virtual coin prepared. Virtual coin. All right. So we're flipping the coin to see what we're watching next time. You are all ready to go. I am all ready to go. So without further ado, let's find out what we're watching for next show. It is a virtual tales, therefore one. Tales is one. One. Yeah. Lucky, lucky number one. Is one ever lucky? But anyway, every every number is lucky in this segment. Lucky number <laughs> one means we'll be watching a movie called Everything. Everywhere. All at once. 2022. Now streaming on Showtime and Ubo. Pepe's bashing his head into this microphone. <laughs> this fucking movie, man. <laughs> Be hyped. <laughs> the next, whether or not you like the film, all the right. show is always going to be an A+. So <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once for next show. Uh, it, again, sh- streaming on Showtime and Fubo. I will say since this my movie TV, is, technically. my movie has already come up, this was going to be mm-hmm. my movie this season. But when I chose oh. movies, it was not available uh, on anything like at all. It was completely oh, wow. wasn't in theaters and was on no streaming for it must have been a brief period. But it was literally unwatchable, <laughs> except I guess we rented it like from a red box or something. Man, maybe. We almost but, dodged a yeah. bullet is what you're saying. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. In this, this universe, maybe. Well, yeah, what was your movie? Was I, thought, movie. I thought that was your movie. What was your no, movie? my movie was Pursuit of Happiness. We watched it the oh, first yeah. episode with Jim But it was only because this one was first available. episode. Yeah. That would have been a hard guess. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. No, I, so I, guess I nailed it. I guess that was the only one who guessed. Wow. And fucking Devin picks the blandest movies. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have picked everything ever all at once, which is the oh opposite of bland. So. Nope, that shit's bland. Do we know what the uh, Do we know what the final movie? All right, is? save it for next show. No, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, yeah. All right, so join us for next show. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Fubo TV, which I don't actually use, but Showtime—that's out there. So, um, yeah, it's a thing that it's a thing I know. Yeah, <laughs> mostly from when I was younger, and there was yeah. like skin flicks on there. Yeah, we used night. to watch uh, fuzzy porn. <laughs> That's right, exactly. First Pepe knows. Yeah. You guys are yeah. too young. No, oh, that man, look at that blue then. boob. Oh man, so hot. <laughs> yep. Back when they used to scramble those channels. Oh, man. Okay, so um, speaking of show business, we have a little show business to take care of. How much do you know about show business, Mr. Valiant? Only there's no business like it. No business I know. 
Oh, yeah. Please, Eddie. I love that clip. Okay. We have some show business to take care of, folks. Uh, unfortunately, my producer is wringing my arm and making me do the retraction. <laughs> um, this is actually a real one. Uh, last episode, I incorrectly pronounced the dish from uh, the movie Parasite. Devin, I know you know I did. Uh, in the commercial break, I ended up pronouncing it Rom Dom instead of Rom Don with an N. So, I apologize. Everyone who found themselves needing that service, uh, Ramdon.com, they needed a <laughs> Ramdon delivered to their house in under three seconds to avoid being caught enjoying their wealthy benefactor's home and their wealthy benefactor's expensive whiskey before the boss and family returned early from their camping trip, which resulted in a sitcom-like situation. I am truly, truly sorry. I hope the resulting scenario resolved without anyone tragically coming to harm and that you're not listening to this apology whilst hiding in a secret bunker under boss man's home. <laughs> and if you are, though, I'll send a banana for you to eat post haste. Whatever the result. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, send me a <laughs> blink some lights and let me know you heard the message uh, under Morse code. Whatever the result, though. We sincerely apologize and ask that you bear with us as we strive to be better. <laughs> <laughs> Fan emails. That's totally genuine. Fan emails. You can write to Ben at redheadmedia.com and we may respond on the show. Let us know how we're doing, please. Did, did we get something wrong? Inevitably, I will. Every show. Without fail. Uh, did you arrive at the same conclusions as James Pepe and therefore You'd discover... Objective truth. Yeah. <laughs> what segment of the show is your favorite? Where are you listening from? Write to us and we may choose your email to read and respond to on the show. All right, guys. I think that's about it. We're yeah. ready to wrap this sucker up. Well done, everyone. My, dad, my dad's giving me a serious our... talk on my couch here about yeah that means it's time to look in the fire and cry yeah <laughs> look in the fire and cry as all shows end oh man that's, that's what right. i do every day <laughs> exactly that's what I, get I actually from. looked i actually looked in the correct direction towards my door this time so i want i want credit for that just one more thing oh man Oh, what do you know? What do you know? It <laughs> Detective Corbo is here. <laughs> the first time ever, uh, ever, never happened before. He no. says we have time for just one more thing, where each co-host shares something from outside the show, and I have a few things. So uh, I'll kick it off. It, uh, in the spirit of the show, I'll look at yours if you look at mine. I wanted to share that I've actually been picking up what you guys have been throwing oh, down yeah, in yeah, this yeah. segment. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with Devin. I'll just go like in order of how I read, left to right and up to down. Top You're to one of those guys. So, Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Traditional. So weirdo. <laughs> took so conservative. Yep. I know. I know. What? Yeah. Surprising coming from me. I'm sure. <laughs> so Devin, not only did I watch Glass Onion, which I thoroughly enjoyed, fireworks hey. and all. Mona Lisa. Yeah. Um, you. Final song. Oh, so good. I love it. I love it. Very well done. Uh, almost makes uh, the the last Jedi forgivable. Almost. 
Anyway, I really enjoyed uh, Glass Onion. So was there something you wanted to talk to me about in Glass Onion? You kept asking me if I'd watch it. I'm not sure if you just wanted to know if I'd seen it or if there was something you wanted to like express to me about the movie. So I'm giving you no, a quick I just, I, I just wanted to know if you'd seen it because it's so, so fucking good. Yeah, it was good. It was I really good. Never watched that movie. Guy knows how no, to write a murder, murder mystery. I can't believe you oh. think it's good. You it's, guys don't know what it's you're incredible. You like, seen I, it. I, yeah, it's yeah, really sure. I haven't it's seen fun. It. It's fun too. Is it okay? Is too. it better or worse than Knives Out? I, I think it is much better in my opinion, but Kat thinks I like uh, it way Kat better. prefers Knives Out. So it's it's I guess depends what kind of mystery. Knives you Out like. Knives Out was good. I, I thought that Glass Onion was fantastic. It was fun. It, it was a completely different uh, tone than Knives Out. Okay. Uh and okay. it was just it was just like money hose, balls to the wall, cool spectacle too, which I really thoroughly enjoyed. I think you would like it, Pepe. All right, okay, all right. and it was yeah, it was for a murder thing. It was kind of lighthearted. Anyway, not only did I watch Glass Onion, I watched all of Poker Face that has been released, which you oh, wow. said to watch with with Natasha yep. Leone. Now they're still releasing episodes weekly, so there's a new one that should be coming out soon. Really, really enjoying that. Also executive produced by uh, uh, the director of Glass Onion and writer. I forget his name. Ryan Johnson. Uh, um, yes, Rian. Rian I think it's Johnson. pronounced Ryan. It Talk looks like bougie. Rian, but I believe, I believe it's actually pronounced Ryan. I hope Ryan, it's Ryan. But, uh, yeah, I I'm hope it's sure. Ryan. Because yikes. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, really, really enjoying Poker Face. Thank you for that tip. Um, yeah, I'm, it's one of those ones where I'm watching it with my wife. She also is a huge, huge fan of Columbo, as I am. And this is like uh, kind of the love child of like Murder, She Wrote and Columbo together. Yeah. And so it's just a really great show. They have spectacular guest stars. I high, highly recommend checking it out. Poker Face. Uh, so thank you. It's it's one of those things where from the show, I, I feel like, you know, we have all these different people and um, I only have so much time to in the world to kind of like figure out what's good and what's worth checking out. And so it's nice to have this kind of resource here, which is you guys other than myself, you know, to be out there scouting out stuff that's worth checking out. And so um, I've been trying to live up to the spirit of the show in, in, in the time that I have and and actually follow up and check out some of the stuff you guys are recommending. OK, so. In that uh, spirit, I'll talk about each something that each of you have uh, recommended. The next thing, Jim, who's not here, I did mention this last week that I started reading Talking with Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, I am a fan of Malcolm Gladwell. Somehow he finds these niche topics that people take for granted that are that totally blows their, um, not expectations, but uh, assumptions out of the water. And this one has been really cool. Um, it's making me question everything I thought I knew about acting because of the science of detecting lies and through uh, via facial expressions. And the, the, the fact that he is, uh, proving in this book, okay, is that the, that what we think depicts emotion actually, uh, are oftentimes wrong. Uh, and that we've been kind of like, not poisoned, but we've been misled by media and, and the, um, conventions of emotion that we've been taught uh you know like oh i'm you know i'm shocked i'm angry like those those expressions are actually not universal at all and that many times uh those are not how we express emotion 
and and they and they've done this. Uh, I don't want to like go too deep into it because ch- go check out the book if you want to know more. But even when people uh, in this one experiment that that was really interesting, even when people thought they made those faces when they were feeling an emotion in this experiment, it turns out the video showed that was wrong and that their faces were not depicting what they thought. And so uh, it makes it harder to tell when people are lying is what I'm getting at. And so I'm also following this trial of that Southern lawyer who uh, who may have murdered his family. Um, and And so like, it's kind of an interesting thing to be thinking about while watching that uh on on the news and so i don't know if you guys have been following that at all um but uh in in the trial uh, we've been watching watching the guy testify uh and just knowing what malcolm gladwell has been talking about has made it very interesting to kind of rethink some of the stuff that i took for granted about that sort of thing and so very cool i'm glad for uh jim's recommendation there moving on Pepe, this is the one you've been waiting for. Cabinet of Curiosities. Did watch yeah. episode three. I'll say that. Okay, good. Very interesting. It was a little slower of a start, but damn, they go there, man. It's pretty cool what yeah. the, what he ends up doing. And it reminds me, almost reminds me of like an old Tales from the Crypt episode. Uh, very cool uh, uh, sci-fi kind of uh, horror thing uh, with a neat setting. I, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, and the monster is very good in that. Uh, what I, and then I, at first I actually watched episode seven because I want to talk about a little bit more about that episode. That one's the wow, yeah. wow, wow, A plus, A plus, A plus. Oh, Everyone's got to so check good. that episode out. It's so good. Even giving it three A pluses, I feel like I'm underselling it. Uh, episode, if you watch anything this week, go check out Cabinet of Curiosities episode seven. It was so cool. It, um, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, it was ter- it was almost like answer the question: What if Quentin Tarantino directed a a horror genre movie or yeah, something? Sorry, it's yeah. it's kind of how it felt. And then and it was, so I remember I put it on and I was like, okay, I'll check. It's time to check out like Pepe's suggestion here because that was what I was doing. I was doing the thing, and so I was sold as soon as I saw Peter Weller's name in the credits. I was so <laughs> stoked. Yeah. Peter Weller, RoboCop, okay? I was like, yes, Peter Weller. And that's also a Tarantino-esque thing to like get an actor who hasn't been working as much and like show you how great they are, you know? Yeah. And and this did that. I was, ahead, just Jordan, watch, something to say. I was just watching RoboCop 2 last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I watched... And that's, that's interesting because I, I rewatched the original RoboCop not two weeks ago um, in 3D. Uh, and thoroughly enjoyed it. So I had Peter Weller on the mind. And actually, it's Dr. Peter Weller, PhD. Peter Weller received a PhD in the Italian Renaissance art history and Roman history from the University of California, Los Angeles. And the reason I know that is because I I actually watched Peter Weller another time doing, uh, I, I watched a lot of documentaries. I really enjoy documentaries. And he was a host of a series of documentaries about the Renaissance I recently watched on the History Channel. And I was like, God damn, Peter Weller, why'd they get him for this? And, you know, he apparently he's a PhD in that. So he knew everything about it. It was really cool. Uh, I thought you so, were robotics. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, he probably should get one of those or an honorary, honorary doctorate in robotics. But um, yeah, Peter Weller uh, knocked it out of the goddamn park. 
in that episode. Um, I episode. just really enjoyed it. I want to talk more about it. So y'all go watch it and maybe we'll bring it up uh, another another point. Um, yeah, I really, really want to talk more about episode seven. Of the fucking it's look so of good. it. Oh, just the look of it. Everything, everything. And I showed, and then I was like, I was like, Kendra, my, my wife, I was like, Kendra, you've got to watch this. And so I, I made her rewatch it and I really enjoyed it the second time I watched it. So yeah, really cool. I actually want to know who the director was. I almost feel like Quentin Tarantino directed it, but like used a pseudonym or something. It's the guy who did Mandy. Um, Pan, uh, Panos Cosmatos. Is, is Mandy good? I, I don't know. Never heard of it. Mandy was the one, was the movie where Nick Cage has a chainsaw fight with another man, <laughs> like a chainsaw sword yeah, that fight. That sounds interesting. A, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's cool. It has a similar look to it. He also did a movie called Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is not not as good, but has the look of it. So if you like that look, yeah. Andy's fun, though. I like the Andy, look. Yeah. I like the story. I like the look was in... I've never seen that type of... A, I don't... I will, I'll be a little cryptic here. I'm sorry. But I've never seen that type of reveal depicted in such... Uh, in a way that I I felt like... I felt what they were feeling in a way that was that I've never experienced before watching something like that. They did something happen there where what dropped uh, communicated in such a way that I felt like I was experiencing it. The intensity was like off the charts. It was so cool. Anyway, so thank you for that, Pepe. You were not wrong about that. Okay, I think that's it. Oh, just one more thing. Jordan, <laughs> I watched... Both seasons of Record of Ragnarok on Netflix. That oh, was recommended shit, by really? you. Yes, oh, wow. I can't believe I, I watched you watched it. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't like it? I, I mean, it's I love not it. a great it makes, show. <laughs> it's, it, no, I wouldn't give it like an A+, but I really enjoyed like kind of just having it on as a casual watch. Mm -hmm. And I really thought the format was interesting. I love mythology, though. And mm -hmm. so it was really cool how it wasn't just a bunch of anime fighting like Devin would hate. Uh, it, it actually, the fights are so slow because they really focus in on the characters mm -hmm. and like every action they do, it's almost like that, that show Kung Fu where like he does a move and then like cuts back to the story of how he learned the move. But it also like is depicting like famous, like people in history, historical figures and gods. So it hit on like, it's a history lesson. It's a mythology lesson, mm -hmm. and uh, and there's some cool fighting in there. So I really enjoyed that. I watched both seasons. I look forward to next season when they'll do like maybe like one and a half more fights. <laughs> yes. but, uh, that was that was really cool. And yeah, I I talked a little bit about this with you between shows, but I really liked. Uh, I also liked how they depicted Jack the Ripper. I thought that was a really creative way to tell that story because we don't know who Jack the Ripper was. Yeah. they gave him a really believable and interesting backstory. Yeah, and, I think uh, that, and they do that for all the characters. Some of the characters are better than the other ones. Uh, the their depictions of yeah. the characters, like I'm not sure what they're going for with Buddha. I'm, I'm not sure what they're going for with his depiction. He doesn't seem like the kind of person that would be Buddha, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Exactly, we'll see in the the telling of it because I, as soon as he swings his fist or whatever he's going to do to win or lose. I really don't like. Interesting I really story. don't like how they depict Zeus. I don't. I think it's just really generic and lame. Yeah, neither did I like how they depicted Zeus. In uh, Zeus is getting a lot of uh, bad, 
representation yeah. in uh, in Thor's movie. I didn't like yeah. how they depicted him there either. Uh, the new Thor movie. Anyway, so in the spirit of ju- uh, I'll look at yours if you look at mine. Thank you all for your uh, excellent uh, recommendations for the past. For, so for mine for this week, now that I've taken up another 30 minutes, um, I've been on VR. There's a VR thing. I've been using a, a program called Virtual Desktop instead of Oculus's native app for doing PC VR. And man, it is way, way better than the Oculus method in like every fucking possible way. When I first bought this app, Virtual Desktop, like years back. Um, and I tried to get a refund for it from the Oculus store when they introduced the native wireless PC VR system because I was like, okay, this is redundant. I don't need this. And I'm glad they denied it because um, they didn't. Uh, they ran an update like last week, and I was like, "Oh, the app updated. Okay, I'll check it out." It turns out it like it runs circles around the Oculus native app uh, on on how you do PC VR in every way, and in the in the way that like even playing games on it, like I, I have way more range. Like I can get way further away from my computer wirelessly and still like play the game without any weird quirky interruptions and their and their UI is incredible. And so what ended up happening the the Oculus's UI is like they're basically giving you a port into their old Rift system which is just clunky 5 plus year old stuff and it seems like from how many billions they're losing they're probably never going to touch it again. So I'm really glad that virtual desktop exists. So what I'm doing is I'm playing Skyrim again. That's the big reveal. I'm playing oh, wow. Skyrim VR. I picked it back up. I'm playing through it the dozenth time, but in VR. I, I, I played through like the intro years back, but the PC VR was kind of clunky a little bit. Um, and so now I can just play it anywhere very casually, and it's super cool. So that's that's my reveal. Skyrim VR, again. <laughs> you should, have you looked into modding that at all? There's some great no, Skyrim VR mods. I remember you briefly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe shoot me some suggestions, because I wouldn't know where to, to start with it. Even though it has that guy. Yeah, uh, just watch that YouTube show about it. Sure, Send me a yeah. link. I'll I'll definitely check uh, it out because I am sky, playing the game. The sky touch the Skyrim, that... right? Yeah, touch the Skyrim. Um, All right. But no, yeah. There's a great there's a great VR mod specifically where you can throw any weapon and then call it back to you, like Thor's hammer, and uh, uh, yeah, including great. shields. Like you can like throw a shield and have it just like cut a guy in half. Oh, so fun. Anyway, yeah. the The Skyrim game is is so old at this point that it could use some mods to kind of like update how it, how you interface with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this good. Send me, send me all that. Yes. Cool. All right. I'll shut up now. Devin, what have you got for us this week on just one more thing? Yeah, I've got a book for y'all. It is uh, called Exhalation by Ted Chang. Uh, it is a collection of short stories, which is one of my favorite kinds of books because it's very digestible. You know, you don't have to, uh, you never really know when you start reading a novel of like, you sit down and start reading if it's going to be like, you know, an hour to get through that arc or whatever. Or if you, you can read like a couple pages and be done. Short story, you know, that you, you are always in for a couple pages. Um, I've only read the first three stories so far, which is the uh, the Merchant at the uh, Merchant and the Alchemist's Gate, Exhalation, the title story and what's expected of us. Um, all have been incredible. They're sci-fi stories. They are. Uh, very imaginative, not like anything. Like sci-fi is a very trope-filled genre, as it's fantasy. Um, Ted Chang manages to sort of avoid those tropes miraculously, 
um, and every story seems wholly unique and uh, like nothing I've ever read before, which is really impressive. Um, people might recognize his name as the uh, he wrote Story of Your Life, which was adapted into the film Arrival. Um, and uh, yeah, as imaginative as that movie is, uh, so so too are all of his stories. Um, highly recommend them. Uh, check them out. I just picked this up at a what's, random bookstore. Uh, what's the title called again? Exhalation. 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 Yeah. Um, Ted Chiang. C H I A N G. Yeah, and also just like a side recommendation, just visit your local bookstore and pick out something that you know might surprise you. I uh, Point Reyes is a town. Well, Point Reyes Station is a town close to where I live, kind of close to where I live. Um, and I've gone there a couple times in the last couple of years just to like go down to the beach and hike and hang out. And there's a little little tiny bookstore there um, called Point Reyes Books. And last year I bought my favorite book that I read last year, uh, Project Hail Mary. I bought at that bookstore on a whim. And I went there this year and I got this book and I think it might be my favorite book that I read this year. So check out yeah, your that books. sounds great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but don't you just love a great bookstore? Like there's nothing like that. They're, they're and they're more rare these days, obviously, but so many fond memories of like I would literally go out just to go to bookstores uh, in my youth and I haven't done it. It's been too long. So that's an excellent recommendation. I don't read books. Books are boring. I need constant stimulation. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, now your dog's coming up to stimulate you. <laughs> <And> sex. <laughs> Fast cars. <laughs> Fast sex. Typical, and... typical Jordan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need I need to be arrested by Romanian authorities. <laughs> That's a too Romanian authorities. All right, oh, watch man. the episode seven of Cabinet of Curiosities. Then you'll like it, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> if you like fast cars and all that, then check it out. Uh, oh, okay, James so Pepe. Good. I know. I I and, and I keep thinking about it. Okay, James Pepe. What have you got for us this week? I would like to uh, recommend uh, a recipe. Um, so I, uh, a while ago, I decided to figure out, um, it, like in what, what sort of fish, what sort of salmon specifically you'd have to buy to be able to eat it raw. And what I found out is that basically any salmon that's farm raised and then frozen is safe to eat raw. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so like all the necessary disclaimers, right? You're eating something raw, okay. but as far as I understand, um, anything that's any salmon that's farm raised and it's frozen that you can eat raw. Is that what they make like salmon based sushi from then? You know, I or do you I not know? I don't know specifically. I hope so. Um, <laughs> the reason why farm the reason why farm raised salmon is okay to eat the mercury raw right? is well, it's because that they can control the environment so that they know that there's no parasites in it. There's nothing in it that oh, you shouldn't okay. be eating. And you can't do that with wild uh, salmon. Um, okay. As far as other types of fish go, I don't know about that. I don't, I mean, I like tuna, I think they make sushi out of like uh, sea caught tuna, but there may be differences mm -hmm. in different kinds of fish. And stuff. Um, I don't anyway. know, but I'm not going to lay off it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, re so for the last probably six months or whatever, I've been making poke bowls for myself. Nice. And so what I do is I go Gotta to Costco. Gotta eat them all, Poke Bowl. <laughs> yeah, right. So I go to I go to Costco and they sell a bag of 
um, like individually wrapped, like seven ounce, like seven to eight ounce pieces of salmon frozen. And what you do is you just cut it up into like half inch cubes and you marinate it like overnight. Um, uh, I think the recipe is like 30, 30 grams of soy sauce, 20 grams of mirin, five grams of um, toasted sesame oil, marinate it overnight. Uh, make yourself some rice, get yourself some veggies. So I use like, I just use like cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and um, carrots and stuff like that. And you make your make your veggies and put them put it in a pan and get some color on it. Make it get a little char on it, like so it gets starts to turn yeah. black a little bit. Yeah. Um, put that in there. Uh, put that in your bowl on top of your rice. And um, if you want, put some pickled onion in there too. That goes along with it really well. And then just put your sounds good. Put your marinated salmon in the marinade on top of your rice, and then you got a you got a poke bowl, and it's super fucking good. And uh, you know you don't have to pay twenty dollars or whatever how much a poke bowl costs. Uh, you can get a whole bag of salmon for twenty dollars and just make a bunch of poke bowls. <laughs> yeah, so you just keep the stuff you aren't using for the recipe frozen, and then thaw and marinate the what you're using for that dish or with that portion right yeah i mean salmon or uh costco sells a bag of smaller individually individually cut and wrapped salmon fillets that are all measured out to be about seven ounces all right um so for me um i'm gonna be eating a lot of this since lent just started gotta eat the fish on fridays so i'm making mm-hmm. poke bowls for myself mm-hmm. but even oh, when yeah. it's not even when it's not lent i love me a poke bowl because they're so good so uh, give it's it a way a to do the Lent. Yeah. So you don't have to repent. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. And you use your rice cooker. Use my awesome rice cooker use that I'm my jealous of. Cadillac of rice cookers to make me some good rice. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see this thing at some point. I want to. I want a picture. Post a post okay, a I'll, link. I'll, yeah, I'll post a video. <laughs> All, right, cool. okay. All right. Well, thanks for that suggestion. I'll I'll try yeah. that. I'll pick up the bag of salmon from the Costco. Yeah. The Kirkwood frozen salmon. Excellent. Sounds good, sir. All right, Jordan. <laughs> it is down uh, to you. What do you got for me this week? What am I watching? You know, I was going to talk about um, a video game that Devin recommended to me. I think it's an okay game. I'm oh, going to okay. talk about it. Um, because <laughs> it's not unique to me because Devin told me about it. <laughs> um, anyway, oh, wow. so the show, I, I've been watching a show on Netflix. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. It's called You. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. I, saw the, I, I saw it pop up in my feed, but I haven't checked it out. Is yeah. it bad? I've been getting buzzed. It's, yes, it's, it's bad and it's good. It, it's really yeah. addictive to watch. And I've been watching the current season, uh, the fourth season, which is totally, I would say it's a lot different from the previous seasons. And it, it, it's just, it's just garbage. It's a guy that, I very, know very little about it. It's under the guise Sorry, of something. It's not. It's pretending to be something that's smart, but it's not really that smart. And it's just. It's just. Uh, I mean, it's just fun to watch. You know, just to watch the the mystery or watch like. But isn't the, there like a the, the guy like hates people? Or, there was some kind of like no I mean, thing that the show he probably says he hates theme people at or some point, but the theme of the show is that he gets obsessed with somebody and that person is that's is, right is, he gets obsessed with he, people. he refers to them as you and he has this inner monologue right it's like right. 
every other line of dialogue is this inner monologue. Yeah, that's why I compared oh, to okay. Dexter. It's like all inner monologues like Dexter, but less murdering. Oh, okay. Yeah, less I, murdering. Well, I need me. I need me the murder. Just there's plenty you of murder. You guys know there's that there's lots of murdering. He's a well, yeah. compared to Dexter. Oh, okay, good. It's I mean, he's, not, he's not a serial killer. Just just it's less a, murder compared to Dexter. It's yeah. a show about a mur- about murders. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's a murderer. Um, it's a decent show. I mean, what if a murderer murdered murderers? Yeah, that's just my one that's thing. How they pitched Dexter. If you if you like shows with with murderers in it, it's an okay show. That's not like cool. It doesn't make you feel icky. Yeah, you know, doesn't make you feel creeped out. Like when I, a really yeah, good show yeah. of murderers, uh, Mindhunter. Whenever I watch Mindhunter, I just yes. felt I felt oh, just the keep first waiting for that season that. three to yeah. come out. Uh, they're not, yeah, never yeah. going to come out. They're not going to make it. Okay. It's done. It'll, kill, uh, it'll, come out, it. uh, it'll come out when Half Life Three comes out. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, it, good. Yeah, I'm still waiting on Half Life Three. Like, yeah, very much so. Mind, I still believe Mindhunter made you feel creeped out. You doesn't make you feel creeped out. Just like Dexter. Dexter doesn't okay. make you feel creeped out because it isn't like. It doesn't depict them in a way that's supposed to make you think, oh, man, these people are disgusting and gross. And yeah, Dahmer yeah. creeped me out in a similar way that Mindhunter did, yeah. even more so. If because you guys you're, Dahmer. you're not supposed to root for him, whereas in like you, you're kind of supposed to root for him in a way. Okay. Because he's the main right. character. So should I check this thing out? Is it? I mean, you're recommending something I should watch. I think you should watch it from the f- first season. Just give it a try. See if you like it. All right. I think yep. it's okay. Just yeah. the pilot, just to see if I like it. Yeah, just right. the pilot. I'll do it. I mean, they made yeah, four cool. seasons of it, so somebody likes it. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> where, where did it air originally? Because it just no. dropped on Netflix. Um, It's been on Netflix. Yeah, it's not, it it's a Netflix original. Oh, it's, it's always been, been advertising. How the hell have I... Okay. I just heard about it, like, last week or something. That's new to it me. might anyway. have originally been somewhere else. Oh, it says originally it was on Lifetime. <laughs> oh, really? Weird. <laughs> Whoa, weird. It was it's nothing like anything on Lifetime that I've ever seen. No, no. Yeah, that's not what I would expect. But like, overall, it has a 91 on, on Rotten Tomatoes for the whole series. Damn, okay. Well, I'll definitely check it out. I yeah. always... Uh, I, it's actually... I really have kind of a... Strangely enough, I went through and like uh, purged my Netflix queue and a lot of my other queues of stuff that I just not going to watch. So I, I'm kind of like have finished a few series. And so I have an opening. I would so watch. I'll, I'll definitely check that out this week. I would watch it with your wife. It's a good show. See, that's that's the difficult thing is to find stuff we like watching together, you know. And so we just finished. Neither of us had watched the sitcom King of Queens. And so we both watched oh, that right. together and wrapped that up recently. Oh, wow. Yeah, I really enjoyed that with Leah Remini and. Uh, I just watched all the time. Uh, I really, I, yeah, Kevin, yeah, I really like Kevin liked James. Um, Kevin James, hilarious. He's great. He's always great. And um, Jerry uh, Steinfeld. Uh, Jerry Stiller. Stiller. Yeah, not Steinfeld. Stiller. <laughs> he was a yeah, Seinfeld. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Yeah, he was in Seinfeld. But Jerry Stiller, maybe it is best that I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Was really great in that. Patton Oswalt's good. So, man. yeah, Patton Oswalt. Yeah, it has a good cast. And um, yeah, they deliver nine nine really great seasons season eight particularly good usually about a show's getting tired by that point i really really enjoyed season eight they must have got some new writers in because goddamn, i was like splitting a gut watching that season anyway yeah. so we have an opening yeah uh check Maybe it out with your wife you. it's a good show to, to talk about with with your with somebody you know cool we'll do all right well thanks everyone for those excellent uh uh, the sharing of recommendations, and um, I will try to keep up into the spirit of the show as much as possible, as much as time permits. 
to keep doing the things, especially the bookstore one sounds intriguing. I got to go do the bookstore thing. That sounds awesome. Okay. We are actually done now that we tagged on another 40 minutes for just one more thing. Mostly my fault. <laughs> I'll take credit for that. Um, so it is actually time to say goodbye and sign off. I think I'll miss you most of all. I don't, now I'm going to go cry and, and look at the fireplace. <laughs> Dorothy is letting us know it's time to say goodbye. I'm not crying, you're crying. Well, let's all have a good cry. Let's all go sit in front of the fireplace. Let's start with uh, Mr. Devin Schwartz. I have been Devin Schwartz. You can find me at Pan Dimensional Pan Pizza on Tumblr and uh, Game Over, man, Game Over. Indeed. The name game is over. I'm not going to call you by my name anymore because we're putting that to bed. So we'll jump over to. James Pepe. Uh, I have been and still am James Pepe. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming out and listening or watching, and hope to see you back uh, next week. Or yeah, next time. Back yeah. Next show, we'll we'll watch everything everywhere all at once. And um, Jordan Allen's. Ah, Jordan, 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 Jordan. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a good show. And you guys won't be able to find me anywhere because I don't like using social media. <laughs> Yay. I hear that. I just I just have my at Redhead Media One out there for production-related stuff. Yep, exactly. So um, that said, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you all for next show. That's always a good time. But for now... This has been I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine. And now that you've looked at ours, we hope to look at yours soon. If you enjoy the show, be sure to smash that like button, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, give us a five-star review, dot your I's, cross your T's, sign here, initial here, and don't forget to tell your friends. And today's parting sentiment, if you're casting a movie where someone's supposed to play a 24-year-old, but they're in their mid to late 30s, at least make sure they don't look like they're pushing 40 especially when they're to have a relationship with an actor, despite being 20 or 21 at the time, looks like a 15-year-old. Or, you know what, considering how a lot of the movie is, maybe you shouldn't listen to me. What do I know? Make your movie how you want to and let the audience sort it out. Remember to watch everything, everywhere, all at once. 2022, now streaming on Showtime and Fubo for next week's show. Until next time, keep on looking. Uh.